1: By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit Parker.com/slash purpose. Parker Engineering Your Success. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network.
3: I swerve when I drive. <laughs> Man, I, I, you know, you remember uh, on late registration at the end of last call when Kanye was talking about uh, like when he was still trying to shop, that shop like trying to get signed and get a deal with all these different places and like Rockefeller didn't really believe in what Outsiders outside of production and he start and Dane started hearing some of the records or whatever else and uh, he actually, Rick, re- Rick, re- like you know, kind of like reconsidered and he was like you know you're just not even really whack he's like i guess they thought like it just you know they could put it out and if and if it doesn't work they'll just throw cam on every on every track or whatever or say yeah. the album say the album. man this this a lot of uh this pay-per-view felt like it was it was placed upon hangman adam page and in shane swerve strickland <laughs> to save the album <laughs> 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 yes. they, they went out there and had a legacy game to save to save the promotion why does the promotion need to be saved every other week now, Rich?
2: Bro, I I don't know, but um so I, where I guess you start? when we get when we get to that review. Uh overall, like we got a couple things to talk about. We got, you know, full gear, of course, wrestling observer newsletter hall of fame stuff, yep. including some shit that I feel like is an embarrassment and an affront to the institution. Actually, two <laughs> things really. Um <laughs> and uh we got we got stuff in stardom as well, but um, yeah. AW full gear as James mentioned, uh, up and down show. Um, There's there just you know some stuff on the show where it was just like, yeah man, it just it was just mid, and then there was stuff on there where it was like regarding everything that had to do with MJF, the world championship, Adam Cole, uh, and you know whoever is booking this program and angle um, with you know deciding either. They had to make it more likely for people to believe in Jay White to actually win. I don't know what they were going for, right? But I guess we'll start there. Um kind of, you know, we had some pre show matches, uh, Claudio Casanoli over Buddy Matthews, Eddie Kingston over uh Jay Lethal, uh just kind of normal contest. Uh we got to the uh match with MJF and Samoa Joe against the guns and that um you know, it was just kind of a standard match where we get a distraction by the returning Adam Cole. Well, not really returning, but uh, he hobbled his ass out there on crutches, uh, got their struggle beard going. And um, he's back out there. They, they do the uh, play the music and all that shit. And uh, I think I was watching Monday Night Raw or something. But, uh, you know, MJF and, and Joe end up winning. But <laughs> after the match, Joe hits the hay. He bounces. And um, the guns decide to whoop MJF's country ass and give him the pillmanized uh, deal on his leg or whatever. like Kind of like the upper leg area or whatever. And then he's fucking rolled out like ludicrous to the back put in the ambulance and he's doing all this overacting. There's like tons of people there. It's just the fakest looking thing you've ever seen. Just the most hokey, contrived thing. He's yelling, please, Adam, don't let them take my belt from me and all this other shit. And, you know, Adam Cole is like looking depressed and dejected. And it was just like, why? And this is all in a pre-show designed to make you be like, yeah, man, damn, I need to order this show. And then they're showing MJF getting destroyed. I was like, I was befuddled and baffled, and thought I was watching something directly out of the McMahon um, <laughs> booking sheet in 1986 or 2005 or 2015. Like, I, I I saw this shit, and then I was like, I can't believe they're doing this. And then it continues. Past the, we will come back to the opener. It continues after the opener where they do this uh, announcement with Tony Schiavone. He comes out there saying, Yeah, we're going to just award the belt to Jay White and it's over and whatever. Adam Cole's music hits. He wants to come out. He says that he's replacing MJF to defend a belt that he doesn't own. That Jay White has (laughs) in his possession. This is all fucked up. Um, I saw this and I was like, this is awful. Why are we doing this? They spent a ton of time doing this. They killed the vibe of the next match. It was like, and then like they essentially went through the whole pay-per-view acting like Jay White and Adam Cole is a new new main event. While you knew MJF was bringing his country ass back out there. And it was like, hey, man, why was all of this necessary? What is this shit doing on this fucking pay-per-view? Where are the matches? Bring these Uh, niggas out, hit their music, play the video package, get their ass in the ring. What are we watching this bullshit for? We haven't done enough. Like, they just decided to just just ruin everything, and then the match. We'll get to that later.
3: Okay, so, obviously... Me and you have watched pro wrestling before, and I've watched it for a number of years, so we know that once they do the whole angle, he's coming back, and he's going to have the match. But, let's say there are, because, because apparently listening, listening to Dave Meltzer, there were people that were upset at this for two reasons. The camp that me and you are in are, is that they know that it's all just baiting, or it's all just fucking with you to give you the match with some type of, you know, Bigger stakes that like, or they give you a big belief that oh my god, JY Quinn, because of how injured he is and all this kind of stuff. But they're gonna send you through the part where like Adam Cole, who's even more injured, or just as injured as um MJF logic is going gaps to everywhere. Sorry, logic gaps
2: everywhere. Yeah,
3: I'm, I'm getting to that. Um, is going to be able to is going to defend his friend's title, which is like okay, so he can't he. So why can't he defend the tag titles just fucking that, he, that he's won half of the championships alone just like in the pre-show? Now, keep in mind, like, I'm watching all, I, I'm hearing about all this. Like, I didn't watch pre-show at all because I'm watching Florida State season go down to flame because Jordan Travis's ankle bends, literally snaps and turns, the left ankle turns the wrong way, right? Um, so I'm not watching any of this. I'm just like, literally like at uh, 7.30, like his leg, I, or, or, like, 7.20 his leg step and then I'm just like... Fuck! I look at it, it. Is Gordon Hayward injury? I immediately know what happened. It's over. And I'm like, fuck! I throw something. I grab my keys. I go on like a, on like 30 minute drive and come back for pay per view. Like, <laughs> I just, I was, I was how fucking furious. I was so I was like, god damn it, these fucking guys. Anyway, I'm, I'm going on rant to talk the wrong thing. But things back on back on the top on the topic we were talking about. So I tune in 8:05 and I see I hear about this. I'm like, wait, what happened? So, he's, gonna, he's coming back. Wait. So, he's not only do we know he's coming back, and let's say even if we're supposed to believe that like Adam Cole would be able to defend this title, it makes no sense because he's currently half-web of the Tag Team Champions, and he didn't defend them just now when he could have, so why would he be cleared to be able to do it right now? It makes no sense. And also, why in the fuck would Adam Cole be able to def- be able to uh, defend a title that he doesn't, he doesn't have? He can't defend a title that he has. Then... Then it's like okay, so yeah, and, and we've had interim titles in this company, so yeah, like based on our own historical precedent, Jay White would be would the interim champion for an hour or whatever. Cool, I don't care, but like that's your own kayfabe historical precedent. If, like, MJF, if MJF wants, if
2: was real, oh, right?
3: If MJF wants to come back. Later in the show and had the match, you can have interim champion versus champion. And you basically do what you did with, with John Moxley and, Tr- and CM Punk in like an hour instead of over a week. Like, like we're just going to microwave the shit that got, pe- that got people mad to begin with. You're going to microwave even, even further. So, um, but we all, so people are, are in two camps that are just pleased by all of it. People that actually fell for it and thought they got, you know, swerved and false advertised. And the people that know it's coming back, but it's all fucking stupid. So I'm like, wow, I missed five minutes in all this shit. Or I missed, you know, the pre-show, but ladies, I missed the f- first five minutes of the pay-per-view and like all this shit got dropped on me. And I'm like, bro, I'm not, I am not in the mood for this. I'm just, I'm just not, in, I'm not in the frame of mind, I'm not in the mood for none of this. My page is really fucking thin right now with this bullshit. So we can go from there, we go through the rest of the show and we can get, then we can get to some other nonsense uh, throughout that, happened to that show. But you mentioned that um, the show, you thought the show was up and down. I didn't think the show was up and down. Aside from the main event in the best match on the show, which was the Swerve match and, and Hangman match, but like for the most part, all these matches were just just good. They all just good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would say I would say the uh, the, the 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 tag match with uh, the latter tag match, I'll I give that four stars. But like outside that, everything else is like eh, three and a half to three,
2: right? right. Except for
3: maybe the Sheeta match, if you like, just hate the the, the interference or whatever else. But yeah, I just thought it was just a standard, average match, and if not for one of the best matches in uh, in the company this year, we're talking about like just a whole hummer, a whole hum waste of fifty bucks for people that, that bought this pay per view uh, for what a standard AEW pay per view has been for the past four years.
2: Yeah, so we opened up with a six man tag match: uh, Adam Copeland, Darby Allen, and Sting uh, trio of. Like very dope gear that they all got like put together for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like what, what Cope had on like and
3: EWO Cope in the black and white.
2: I, I, I was feeling it. I can't lie. Like, <laughs> he,
3: look, we, uh, we can say a lot of things about white jackets. About, we we can say a lot of things. We can say a lot of things about uh, Copeland since he came back in twenty twenty. The gear ain't one of them. Yeah, gear's it, been raw.
2: Always it, been raw. It's always raw. Yeah. Um, and you know they took on the newly named patriarchy. Uh Christian Cage, Lou and Nick Wayne. This is like a uh this is like a standard them away six man tag. Uh it's but, kind of slow moving. But yeah, like they got heat like,
3: on Darby forever. It felt like Tim and like Heat he on Darby's it. ass for a while. <laughs> but yeah, I thought, I thought the crowd
2: was I thought the crowd was into it. Uh and I, I actually liked the match. I'll probably go like three and a half on this. Okay. And um I thought uh I thought the flair stuff outside the ring was funny. Uh, but I'm just like, man, this man, Flair, he's going to get a bump somewhere. He's going to find find somewhere to get in there to show I can get physical. I can do something. So Christian, you know, hits him with the low blow and all that. Nick Wayne's coming out there. Um, someone needs to tell Nick Wayne he needs to get a turtleneck, too. I know he <laughs> likes to wear the jacket, but he needs to get a turtleneck.
3: I actually like that idea. I really yeah. do.
2: Yeah, he needs to get a turtleneck and and with we'll cut off sleeves. And then um, you know, he, you know, he small bird chest anyway. So right. you know. Uh but yeah, like I, I didn't have like too much of an issue with this. I thought it was, you know, it kind of leaves the door open for Copeland to uh get his hands on Christian even yeah. further. Uh, Darby ended up, I believe, getting the pin
3: uh on Lucha. Well sword? no, he hit the and Christian
2: abandoned them.
3: No, no, yeah, right, but he he ended up hitting the final move, but Edge or sorry, Cope got the got the pin. Gotcha. Yeah,
2: um, yeah, but you know whatever.
3: Yeah, I I, I wasn't into this match much. <laughs> you were. I was like, why is this the opener? Why are they getting heat on Darby forever? He's the guy that's gonna be around five years from now. Like I I, I just and so is Nick Wayne, um, and obviously they're building towards a a Cope and Edge confrontation match eventually. But it's like, all right. I see what you're doing. It is not something I actually want to see on pay-per-view. If you did this on a dynamite or something or a collision, I'm like, okay, cool. But I was like, this, this I, I feel like this is a, mis- a misuse of, you know, of, of Darby and Nick Wayne and staying on pay-per-view. Like they normally have better matches than this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, then we got the affirmation angle with Jay White and Adam Cole, and then they're like running with this. And it's like, Going out and the whole time you're just watching this show with like this angle in the back of your mind. And it's like, Why are y'all doing this? Like none of this needed to happen. No. Like
3: no. like I, I I heard Meltzer in this engine here, Meltzer, because I haven't listened to him in a while now, as far as rating some AEW shows or just reviewing any shows. Um, but to hear how much he liked the main event. Or whatever else I haven't heard what he said about uh Swerve and um and Hangman. I heard he thought it was you know one of the best you know a classic or whatever. It's cool, but um to hear how he talked about that match was kind of like and then I'm like yeah man, there's it's 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 interesting because like these are matches that like three years ago he would not have been as kind to, but these companies are doing well with business, and it's almost like, well, if the business is good. Then these matches are therefore good. And it's like, nah, man, I think these matches. I think the business is doing well in spite of these matches in both companies right now. Um. So, so yeah, it's it's interesting. To, interesting. He's been to think,
2: very think kind right to Roman Reigns on. And this is a Roman Reigns match. That's why he liked that. it. That's where I'm getting amazing, at. Amazing. Amazing.
3: Like you can't tell um, me 2016 Roman Reigns not wasn't better in the ring than the what the shit we've got. We had to sit through Roman Reigns, you know, last year and a half, two years whatever. You can't tell me you can you cannot you cannot. No. Absolutely not. Fuck so out. So up
2: next, up next we have the AEW International uh, title match Orange Cassidy defeats Jon Moxley, but man, this match, I feel like the cr- the whole building like was kind of distracted by and paralyzed kind of from what they just saw having to do with tony giovanni and jay white earlier or just before this match and um these two had to get right to it they only had 12 minutes this didn't have half the heat or like excitement that nope. their last match had nope um and i don't know you know what maybe it was a situation with the belt you know people were kind of feeling funny about like man it's been hot potato kind of you know, like, oh, he beat him, but, you know, he's still got the belt, so he's, you know, he doesn't really get a graduation. So, it's yeah. like, everyone's kind of just like, oh, alright. So, yeah. yeah.
3: So, once they announced the match to me, it felt like the appropriate thing was for Orange Cassidy to win, and then it, I think about it, it's like, okay, so, probably the plan was for them to have, you know, the match happened, the title change, one of the best matches in AEW history, and then Orange was supposed to get it back. And just continue. But, You know the concussion happened. Dropped off Phoenix, Phoenix, and then Cassie got it back from, um, got it back, got it from Phoenix, and then it was like, all right, well, this is where we're headed anyway. Um, so it did, it did, it did, it did dampen that a lot because like the title, after being protected very well for you know all for most of the year, got all of a sudden just got got just tossed around a little bit, um, and it it did hurt. And uh, with Moxie being away, also it it hurt like the, the the build towards the rematch. So so yeah, still thought it was a very good match. I give it three and a half stars, but it you know it just ain't even in the same realm as their uh, their first yeah, match. Not, not even in not, the same realm.
2: One. It was like they tried to kind of just like micro condense like the the closing sequence of the last match into like a twelve minute match here. Um, and you know what I'm saying? It wasn't bad or anything. I thought you know they you know they had some shit going at the end but it was so short and combined with that weird feeling it just it wasn't on the same level yeah um tony storm and Hikaru Shida. we're here now um <laughs> so the the bail that i shot timeless tony oh it's not near the title anything like that i knew it was a ticking time bomb the belt was always headed this way with tony storm now and now we're we're going to get all the the Timeless Tony gimmick and everything else, Carl. she have tried, uh, to you know, turn up the physicality on this. The there was was, physical,
3: just to finish is so fucking just it's unbelievable. Yeah, the, you can't buy like, it, like, you, you see the fucking finish. weapon sticking out of the bottom of her shorts, and you see Aubrey sees it and she has to play dumb. And then everybody's dumb by watching it, commentary look, it was so bad that even commentary tasted in it was like, is it sticking out of her, it's sticking out of bottom of shorts. He was like, "I will not be. I will not be. I will not like try to. Sell I will this. not have my credibility damn it. Yeah, I'm not Michael Cole. I'm not selling this. I'm not doing it. Um, yeah. yeah, it was just bad for. It was bad for everybody. And maybe if maybe if she turned the the, the object sideways, says straight up and down, it, it still like it could be hidden. But it just didn't work. And um, like I thought, they were physical. They were hitting each other, and you know they start throwing each other a little bit with other suplexes, but." It just once they got to the interference stuff, it was like, all right, it's more like obviously it's a different gimmick and everything, but it's it's still the, the over reliance on like on cheating that's that plagued a lot of the uh, stuff with the uh, outcasts, or whatever. It's just yep. a lot of it's just it's back to that. It's like, hey man, like I kind of want to see Tony Storm and the car like have a match where, like, we find out who the best person is as opposed to, like, this shit where it's like, oh, we'll do it again, and eventually one day, not really because someone will cheat again.
2: Yeah, yeah. Fuck off. And, like, you know, Mariah May appeared after the match, so I'd imagine they're going to be <clears throat> linking up the protect his belt and just more yeah. bullshit and also, like, you know, Tony Storm's not going to be having Tony Storm matches. It's going to be Time timely Tony, Tony Storm, so... It's a difference. It's uh, a difference. Oh, a oh, Those of y'all that meme this into, uh in existence and you know going up for it and uh everything enjoy
3: yeah
2: <laughs> watch for the shoe uh collision ladder match uh for the world tag team titles nah hey uh, hey rich rich clear
3: out clear out clear out clear out. Clear, out. Clear, out. clear out we have said a lot of things about about the mighty mighty ftr about following the rules and then, bravo hats off to y'all this is something that is kind of out of y'all comfort zone like y'all for, you know, for what y'all like to claim for what y'all want to do your pro wrestling and um i thought they went out there and they wrestled their ass off they bumped their asses off uh cash is on one right can't ca- cash really cash really want to do it that be trying to hold him in check you know you know he be wanting to thread the line you know he be doing illegal stuff. So he wants to, he you know he wants to cross the line. He wants to be a wild man, right? He wants to drive on the highway with the never mind. So anyway, yeah, man, this match was super fun. And um congrats to congrats to Big Bill. Four star Big Bill. I wouldn't was you expecting that? I wasn't. I wasn't Look, man, I, like I've always kind of
2: had a affinity for Big Bill.
3: I know. Yes, you uh, call it big. You call it psycho sin energy. And I'm just like yes,
2: yes, like you know the jeans, the blue suede
3: tims. He came into this thing with. That man is a New Yorker. I, I, I want to know who. I want to know who gave him the the permission to be be named Big Bill in L.A. with blue boots on. What is that? That that he set tripping somewhere. I don't know which neighborhood, but he set tripping somewhere.
2: Oh. Uh, is is uh it's, it's pretty funny man and it was like you know i i thought um you know as far as bill like i i i,
3: I just like the guy
2: um he, bill, he's not, bill and brody
3: they had a moment they,
2: did, they <laughs> had they did. a moment they did and the crowd like ooh, they start doing that rumbling like, oh my just, god they're
3: both they're both large human beings <laughs> wrestling. wrestling is so simple. How do you people continuously decide to fuck this up and want to add a little bit too much to it to fuck up the recipe? It's simple. Just follow just follow what was in the manual. Just if you want to add a little thing, don't make it convoluted. Make it simpler, if anything.
2: Hey. My man Drew Lissico said I will not be uh forgotten about. That man was like, hey Brody King, how about you gonzo bomb me through this ladder yes. out here? Yes.
3: <laughs> <The> ladder <laughs> didn't want to so break either.
2: Look, then I'm gonna show it to my triple A title match the next day. Like <laughs> Um Ricky Crazy Starks, man. God bless him, didn't, didn't do shit, pulled the old Alexa Bliss in this match. Um <laughs> I'm, I'm awake
3: I, I was trying to leave that shit alone, man. Look, yes, it is true that in a four-person tag team ladder match, uh two of the three worst performers in the sad ladder match won the, or retained the fucking belts. That is absolutely true. I wasn't going to mention it, but since you want to go ahead and go to it, I'm going to have to mention it. Ask, now, did I not mention this last night or the other night on air or, or off air? I was like, yeah, they, 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 they didn't do anything to say they deserve it. Like they were like the least impressive team, but whatever the rest, the rest of the, the rest yeah. of the team said, we're going to push going on. we going to help, you know, get them to where they need to go.
2: Yeah, this wasn't um, this wasn't some like uh, some high flying stunt show. There was stunts, like they was Brouche, doing, shit. like like niggas was you know getting slammed through ladders, getting hit with ladders, um, uh, getting ladders kicked into him. Malachi
3: bumped so many times on a on a ladder on a ladder. It was crazy. It's like, what, bro? You ain't an NXT no more. You ain't got to do this if you don't want to, baby. He's <laughs> like, nah, uh, nah. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm a team player. Okay. All right. Uh, Appreciate uh, it. Uh
2: Bru Haven saying people love Rouge. Uh yeah. and yeah, man. Like, bro, yeah. like I, I remember the biggest. Yeah. Like, I was like, yo, they gotta push this guy. I wouldn't mind seeing Rouge, you know, go after Orange Cassidy, uh, for the international belt or um Kenoski's Keshta, different stuff like that. Or yeah, see Roosh in the uh in the C two. So Um
3: Rouge versus Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy be best is laying down. <laughs> It ain't, gonna uh, go well. it ain't gonna go well for the comedy
2: man. Well, <laughs> Arch Cassidy putting them shades on him. I don't know, <laughs> man. I don't know, player. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the match. You know, a little convoluted how it all came together and all that. But uh, I true. probably would you. That's true. Uh, I'd go four stars on this, too. Maybe four and a quarter, actually. But um, This
3: match was fun as hell.
2: Yeah. So, um, th- and this match turned things around uh, because all, all the feeling before this. It was like, shit's fucked up. Shit's fucked up. And, yeah, it was like you Google, know, these Google guys Google came stuff. out there yeah. and worked real hard. So shout yeah. out to all these guys. Um, then we got the uh, TBS title three-way match. Julia Hart, Chris Statlander, and Sky Blue. And, man, one day they'll all be free, James. One day they will all be free <sighs> from the appeal of goth women. So um, there was two in this match, right? Uh, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I, I thought this was a Chris Statlander carry job. Oh, was uh, it? Look, man, like, she, look. look, good thing she has nice broad shoulders because she could hold each of them on one side. It was literally, and literally them to uh, respectability. She
3: did was all she did was she, look. Is after watching this match, like we got to ask: Is is Chris Statlander the, ba- the best uh, female base in pro wrestling? <laughs> I, know, I don't I mean, really thought about it but after watching this match it was like bro, she
2: you would probably um, have to throw Rhea Ripley in there
3: she yes that's true she is absolutely like literally throughout this whole entire match like saving these women from the gravity they have uh, they have thrown themselves towards over and over yeah. and over they just fall and she just catching, them making sure they don't die I was like and this is impressive so yeah um, yeah her her and um, her and Rhea will be way up there That they will be the first two I'll start with on this list um, so yeah, man. Um, shout out to her. You know, it wasn't exactly the best opponents for her to go out here and hand it off in style to, but I thought she, I thought she, you know, she did the best she could, and I thought this match actually turned out pretty well for all the stuff they tried. It's just that, like, you know, so much of it was over was relying on making sure Stat had to catch all of them at, all the time at all times, and I thought she did a great job, and that's what stood out to me. Um, this was like this was like a woman Cesaro job, honestly. Where I'm just like, Yikes. <laughs> um, like. Yeah, shout out to her. Uh, the other two, I mean, they did what they were supposed to do.
2: Yeah, they fucked it up. They ain't get nobody injured, look,
3: including themselves. Good for them. Could have been
2: anybody in there. So um, much.
3: I thought, so I was interesting, like you know, since we just talked about Big Bill with you know, set tripping with the with the blue on and while while you know having his name being Big Bill, two Bs and and, and wearing some some crip blue. Like yeah. we got Julia in the black and the red. We had uh, Sky Blue, of course, in the black and blue. And then, like, you got stat in the middle that so I'm going to wear black and purple. I don't, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know what the kind of symbols and that was. Somebody will tell me eventually. Like, somebody from the lore factory will tell me what all that was supposed to mean. Like, apparently I saw uh, that Chris Sattler just continuing her thing of, like, doing Ben Stiller characters. Yes. She was, uh, she was uh, Ben Stiller from Dodgeball. But uh, I just like to think, like, all three of them decided to get together and do some type of thing. I don't know. But, uh, with the colors. But, yeah. Um, this match turned out better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, And I thought it was better than Sheeta and, and Tony Storm. Which, like, if you had told me beforehand, what happened. <laughs> I would never, never.
2: You just could have fleeced me for, for some for some yen.
3: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
2: Um, yeah. Julie Hart steals the pin at the end. Uh, I didn't like that. Chris Statland doesn't get pinned here to lose her belt, but because I don't really think you know beating Sky Blue, who everyone beats, uh, necessarily solidifies you or anything. Crowd pop the for the finish.
3: And she stole the pin after Stat hit her hit her move. Uh. I mean, look, it could set up a rematch, and then Stat gets beaten. Then, which you know, that's perfectly fine. Um, actually, that's probably what I expect to happen. Stat wants a rematch, and you know, she didn't get beat in it. Stat will put her over. Um, she'll probably get misted. Yeah, that's probably what happens. She probably gets misted.
2: So Julia Hart's the champion now. Um, think she's thirty-one. You know, gotta gotta have another. You know, got to have a mid card belt for the ladies. Um, one for Saturday, maybe. Um, <laughs> that, that, that's kind of how this broke down. Uh, yeah. yeah, So you're right. Um, but yeah, man. Let's um, let's get to the real. Swerve Strickland versus Hangman Adam Page. This match. Actually, before we do that, we have to talk about, I'm glad you brought it up, the new signing to All Elite Wrestling was next. I almost forgot. Mm-hmm. By God, Will Osprey comes to AEW and man. Just just the greatest wrestler in the world, you know, decides to sign, which is kind of a big deal. Um, If you're hiring Barry Bloom, chances are you're not staying in Shinahan. Um, (laughs) If you're hiring Barry Bloom, you're not going to WWE. (laughs) Uh, These all should have been obvious. I've known this for months. Tried to try to tell everybody. Hey, man. The the news like I, I like man I would talk to people probably around maybe like Forbidden Door or whatever I'm like yeah man like it's, it's, a, it's a done deal and man you should have heard the way they was capping lying and and just in denial Will wouldn't want to leave
3: Will wouldn't want to leave Look like, man it's it's real easy He could have just paid them to stay I I thought you were gonna say the the your line that you've been saying for a few months now Which one Uh the end is down. Oh no, nah, I, I would. I would. Okay, I think you would go you'd be like, "Yeah, yeah man, you, you know what it is. The yen is down." Even killing me, you said. Shit. Nah,
2: I was okay. gonna leave that one alone. Okay,
3: but um, let but me Will see. Trump let Trump me Trump. see where the yen is right now. Last time, he last Trump. I looked, the yen was like a hundred. hundred yen was worth sixty-eight cents, which is like when I went to Japan, it was like seventy in the low mid or mid seventies. Um, so let me look real quick. Go ahead.
2: So Will Osprey was um he was doing all the media rounds. He was fucking with Seth Rollins on Twitter, talking about yeah, you know, giving him a smiley face. And he was telling TNA he wanted to be there with them. Uh, he was thinking about signing everybody. You know, he was he was planning to. Uh, you know, he he was working for a couple of weeks. But look, man, we knew what it was. We saw the fucking recruiting job. That was look, man. You know, we talk about. Um, you know who's gonna get the Texas AM and m job? Why don't they give it to Tony Khan? He clearly can recruit. Like <laughs> <laughs> this is another this is another uh, high pressure free agent. This man done, done, done pulled in. Yeah. Look, that's what the kind of recruiting job he's been doing over the uh, last two years for Will Osprey. We gonna come in, push you over everybody. We gonna we gonna let you win at Forbidden Door. We're gonna roll you out the Wembley Stadium for the eighty thousand. And give you the superstar entrance. You're going to beat Chris Jericho there, man. I I I just thought it was, um, you know. I, I'm glad to see uh, Will Ospreay coming to AEW because, you know, I'm I'm happy I don't have to celebrate his retirement. Uh, by you know, had he jumped WWE at 30 years old, uh, you know. Um, and, you know, if you're the New Japan fans, seriously now, like, they're, you know, a lot of people are upset. they're like, yo, like, what's the point of this? Like, uh, this partnership, they're per- poaching all the guys and, you know,
3: I yeah, can't argue. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're definitely poaching all the guys, like all these people, like, you know, like Shinsuke Nakamura, like, like, like Hiroshi Tanahashi, you know, like. Kazushko Okada, Yeah, he's poaching all these guys. Like they're, they're they're pushing like Tetsuya Naito, Shingo Takagi, like Hiromu Takahashi, all the big stars. They're taking the Gaijins that they don't want to push to the top because they, they're they're not native, they're not native Japanese English or native Japanese speakers. Like except for Kenny Omega. Like, I get what you're saying. Like these are featured acts, absolutely, but these are not the top guys. Like they're not taking Naito. And maybe you say, well, if, if Naito and Okada are the two top guys and Tanahashi's still, you know, way up there, then you're taking like their number three or four, you're taking like their low end main adventures or whatever else, and that's uncool or whatever else. I, I, I don't disagree with you. However, unless something was going to change as far as like, you know, location and dollars and like the language barrier, I don't know and what? racism, I don't know what to tell you. Look, or they could have just
2: decided to push Will Ospreay like he was the best wrestler in the world the last four years. They could have decided that, but they don't do that there. So, like, as evidence, if Kenny Omega, when he left, for the reasons he left, aside from, you know, possibly, you know, his body breaking down and stuff like that, if you weren't going to give him the chance to be the, the number one guy, he speaks the language and everything, then everyone after that, essentially, this is their fate at the end of the day. This is the history of this promotion. AJ Styles took his ass at WWE. Yep. Vader went over there and left. Yep. Kenny gone. Like this is what happens. The Bucks gone. Like, like, come on, man. Like, I I don't feel bad for for the uh, for the folks that are you know crying about this and all this because I'm like New Japan has two options. They can push them or pay them, right? And it didn't sound like they were going to do either. So.
3: And we've heard and What we are heard, we talking about? And, and think about since pandemic, like how many like stories you heard about like the the way the foreigners like Jay killed. White. J, yep, Jay White, um, Ozzy open, like hell. Um, look at look at Connors. Look at Connors G one uh uh, uh announce sorry, G one uh promo when he was doing the introduction thing, the intro, at the introductory press conference. He was like I've been put through a bit of like an emotional hell to, just to get here. Like I I been a young boy scr- you know doing all the shit for all this time and like they can't even get me a t-shirt from my parents I have to show them it's all worth it. Fuck you. I, that was I don't think that was a work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of you know there's uh, a lot it's of not stuff just going you know on, you, your precious there's new Japan pro
2: wrestling like that just like is this this thing that you that you own. You don't own the promotion like like you know, and, I, and there's no, there's I, podcasts are absolutely, there get, they're absolutely really get salty. Look. They're really salty, and they don't consider half of these things or whatever. Like these dudes don't owe them that shit. Look, I'm uh, glad look. you brought that up. I forgot about that show with Clark Connors. Like, yeah, yeah like you know, like, it, like, like, Aussie Open had been right. trying to get contracts for, for a year or whatever, and, and then all of a sudden, I gotta, I gotta see Tony Khan is the one that's that's paying for their surgeries, and they're not even signed to him. Or whatever, and then I gotta see people cry about them actually jumping. I'm like, well, what would you do?
3: Right. And like, you know, that's the that's the thing when it comes to like the business thing, like when these wrestlers leave to different places, like, yeah, would I rather them stay in certain places, or whatever else? Would I rather Kyrie go back to WWE or stay in stardom? Absolutely, I'd rather have her be in stardom even doing what she was doing, right? Even though a lot of people were complaining about it, like she was gonna have more quality matches be showcased at a different level than being in WWE. Um, however, her decision was her decision. You know, it stinks, but I'm not going to be like, damn, that's, you know, I'm not going to be, like, it. everybody has to make decisions. And, like, hopefully, if the pro wrestling business is working well enough, a bunch of people are going to have to make decisions that, that are being, for the best of them to make money or whatever else. Like, art versus money. You know, that's kind of how it is. Um, and, yeah, like, we've been talking about this for a while now. Like, he's been, he's been obviously trying to get Will Ospreay for a long time. It was obvious. Like you just compare the guy that was in the fucking main event of this pay-per-view, um, how they treated him since the first uh Forbidden Door compared to how they were treating Will Ospreay uh, in the first Forbidden Door. He clearly sees Will Ospreay as a much bigger star than than Jay White. And Jay White well, and even Jay White got to the main event title match on a pay per view within a year of being with the company. So yeah, like I, I expect really big things. I expect him to be like one of the next two or three AEW world champions. Um, and, you know, barring health issues, he's going to knock out the park and be great. Um, they, he has, you know, I don't think he's ever felt like a bigger star than, uh, in pro wrestling than, you know, that promo he cut right before Wimley. Um, when he's like, I, you know, like, I'm going to be the first person to ever say, like, I beat Okada, I beat Omega, and I beat Jericho in a month. Like, that was so that was the star making thing right there, right? he's, he's giving you, like, the, the, he's, he, I, He's gonna be. He's going to be their next star. Like people were looking, like who's gonna be the guy that's gonna make whatever else. So obviously, Swerve has built himself to that. And have to be in that in that same discussion. He's gonna be one of those two. But like Osprey gonna be the one that comes in and like immediately like goes through the roof. And while Swerve had to build towards this, um,
2: yeah. Like Osprey walks in the door.
3: He's already certified. He's already, yeah, certified. he's already
2: certified. Like he's already certified. Yeah, because the company's like, already
3: pushing like he's a big deal, um, you know, attraction since the day since he started doing this stuff in pieces for Forbidden Doors or for building towards uh, Russell Dream. So yeah,
2: and it, you know it'll be interesting to see like who they program him with, and um, you know, he's not going to be in the C two uh, because he's not going to start uh, until like Revol- the Road of Revolution, um, which I, I'm sure you know they'll probably have. Hopefully, time to get you know people ready for them. Yeah. Um. But you know, I I see Wembley Stadium is a perfect spot for you know Omega and Osprey three. Uh, I love that. Uh, I definitely want to see Swerve and Osprey at some point. Uh, those guys have go way back uh, with each other in their careers. Um. Yeah. Hangman and Osprey. We actually missed show when they were all the show doing dancing. That. What's up? Uh,
3: WrestleMania weekend in Orlando. We actually missed the show that they were doing. They apparently, we were doing all the dancing with uh Gallon yeah. breaks up with the headbutt
2: yep Yo. um, uh, you know Danielson and Osprey. So like, like think Yo. about these guys still lots man, of matches friend. that have like they has under contract. Like all these guys that have just been like these best in the world level guys are all in the same promotion, and it's like, man, like, and they're all like you know relatively great still, right? And like you know,
3: and I just... and I I think it's a part of the reason for some of the bitterness, uh, you know, whether right or wrong when it comes to the New Japan like fandom side, because like it's like. <clears throat> Before it used to suck. Where it's like, damn, Nakamura and AD are going to, are going to, WWE, right? That stinks. Now or Finn Balor, you know that stinks. Now it's like, damn, they're leaving and they're going to be used well too. That has to hurt a little bit more too. You know, and that's that has, 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 or, or let me phrase it. Maybe not more, but it hurts in a different way.
2: Yeah, I think for them, it become everything becomes a turf war for how they're used. Um, They got such they got Kyle Fletcher on TV losing. They got him getting punched by Paul White. They got like it becomes like a a micro battle, you know, with how they're being used. And it's like,
3: all right, man, like.
2: Push or Pam.
3: Like yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah It is also like it's AEW, so you're watching AEW. You like know. so, every every single week is a, is a, you know is one of these battles of like this person would have got used better here or there or whatever else. All the time. That's how it works. It's yeah. it's just a part of the r- daily rhetoric of of people not wanting this thing to exist, which is so strange. It's like
0: yeah.
3: I mean, it's it's another place that gives us really good wrestling because these are smart people. Like the 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 Puro people
2: that are talking about these are not.
3: These Uh, are not... Yeah, 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 that's true.
2: These are not your Joe WWE fan with the Roman Reigns banner. You expect better from them. You expect better 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 from them. No, it's it's not that we expect better. I expect different from them. It's like, no, I know you actually, like, know what's going on, but you're so consumed by the thought of this thing breaking off from New Japan or Mm -hmm. whatever, and this shit taking off,
3: right or wrong, Mm -hmm. it took off, like, in... in pretty quick fashion, like, like, usurped new japan as far as the, the worldwide took, number two
2: it took your spot like in the west like you were supposed to break into the i know i know how you feel you were supposed to break in you were supposed to have all these you know these these extra shows and uh yeah. you know madison square garden it yeah. was
3: supposed to, it was supposed to be the beginning yeah. not the end yeah yeah i didn't think about it that way but look to be fair, they had a, they had an awesome show, but they let Rihanna fuck <laughs> it all up.
2: <laughs> look, and, and look, nobody can help the pandemic, right? Yeah. But, man, I know who was rolling coming out of that. And yeah. It was not New Japan. Yeah. So, like, and New Japan has, you know, they've done a great job, like, they've rebuilding their, well. their, their, their domestic people. Like, I'm very excited about their their next generation of guys. Yeah. But you yeah. know who else they got? right now that, you know, they can replace Will Osprey, They got the pride of Shinya Horn Pro Wrestling David Finley ready to fight for him on, on January 4th. I hope they can find in their hearts to root
3: for for him to beat the now, big bad wrestlers from AEW. Now, do you remember uh, when they had a, a, a match between Seth Rollins and Finn Battle on Raw like right before WrestleMania 34 that was leading to like the three-way with, with those two in mids for the IC title? And I was like, yes. alright, they had a great match. Now, if they don't have a match as good, we need to be like, "Why the fuck is this person in this ring now?" Was that Capital? Was that Capital? Was that the Chicago pay per view where they had Oscar versus Mox? That was fucking awesome a couple yeah. years or last year. Now, if we throw David Finley in here and it is good, why the fuck is he here?
2: Don't worry, got he to be, nada. He,
3: We gotta have somebody here that to, to, to hold his belt because neither one of them belong to us anymore. That's all this Dig- is, and maybe Dig- you know. They got Sonata. Pinning Will Ospreay will will then make David Finley after a year, whatever the fuck, in his company a star. Nah, never happened, bro.
2: They got Evil, you know. Who else they got? They got Tamatonga. You know, y'all still got
3: people left, you know. Don't worry, I don't think Tony Clark's taking Tamatonga. Rich, rich, rich. rich. In New Japan, who would you rather push? You listen to that crowd reaction. to has in the last couple years since he turned babyface. Would you rather push David Finley or would you rather push Tamatonga? Even 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 if you do include the age difference, I'd much. I rather would push rather Tamatanga. push Tamatonga. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Look, y'all better break the glass and push ELP. You know, yeah. break the glass before I mean, it's too late. Look, they might look, they might take him too. God damn it, <laughs> they might take him too. Y'all keep fucking around.
3: Look, man, that oh. back. Look, that back rate would get over as fuck over here. Look, <laughs> Absolutely, With that convoluted, co- contrived back rate, elaborate back rate, that will get over here, over here. No, Zach
2: Saber Junior. We got. We do we have to start looking out for him?
3: No, Saber. Look, Saber got. Saber might have like 500 matches in Noah. He's never coming. He's never coming to America full time. That man's in it to winning in Japan. That man's a lifer. <laughs> you
2: know. As far as the young guys, they got game Kid. They got they got people that can step up for the future, and they just have to rebuild. Like, and yep. this is their role, like in the ecosystem right now. And if they want to change it, they better open up the checkbook or change their mentality on how they want to push outsiders. I think, and until I, they change either of those, these situations will happen. And I feel no pity as far as like how you feel about AEW doing this yep. or whatever, because game's a game. And yeah. you can still get some access to them, you know. Like you'll you you still get a Danielson sent over for the dome. You got Kenny sent over for the dome last year to prop up your stuff. You're still getting Forbidden Door. Like you got teams going over to World Tag League. Yep. You get to get, send guys over randomly for Dynamites and stuff like that. Like aside from that, and you know your New Japan Strong stuff. Like you get access to Eddie Kingston and stuff like that. Like I, you know, I, I'm just not. You know,
3: in the wrestlers, just want to work crying, with, and just wrestlers want to work with AEW.
2: That's the the thing. crying and belly aching about, man, what did New Japan get from this? I'm like, hey, man, y'all can keep asking that question till your face turns blue. It'll be the same thing that Kaito Kiyomiya got when he got fucking destroyed by Kazuya Okada and booked like a fucking chump in the G1 and is running around with a young lion. Kiss my ass, but
3: but, but Rich, that doesn't count because, like, that's not the promotion that we are like advocating for. So that doesn't count. Look, man,
2: game's game, and y'all know it.
3: Like, I don't remember. I don't remember anyone complaining about Russell Kingdom sixteen in Yokohama in those results when all their top stars got beaten. From Noah.
2: You know, when when they're bringing in when, the Impact Shingo guy.
3: Beats Naka, Shingo beats Nakajima, uh, Naito beats uh, King, uh, Kano. Like, I don't remember anybody complaining about that at all.
2: You know, Josh Alexander had to do a job a couple weeks ago while he was the Impact champion. No one was, was, was running up with the pitchforks, you know. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, very excited for Will Ospreay. Excited to see him come on television and, you know, I, I'm ready for for him to get his haters, too. You know, what do you think the big the the uh I know Osprey's had some controversy and all that. Like, but what do you think? uh How fast will it will it take for Will to get his his controversy? You see what Mariah May got? You know, we had people clipping the shit oh, up oh, like,
3: yeah, like going it, to It's already it, happened. It, it, it happened 2016. It, it happened like seven years ago.
2: No, I'm saying like the, the a- w- is going the new one.
3: Oh, I mean, it'll be people clipping, clipping up parts of like Shingo matches where they're like uh, doing evasive maneuvers and being like, "This is fake wrestling. It, this isn't real wrestling because it's all just people dodging moves. It's just, it looks like a gymnastic routine." It's like, man, this this match is better than anything that's ever happened in the promotion of your wa- that you that you you're dates on your <laughs> it's in your avatar. There's logos in that your avatar. Get the fuck out of here. So look, man, um, it's gonna be in bad faith. It's gonna be what it is. And like, look, to be fair, like. There are people, there are, you know, much like the Young Bucks thing. Like, there is a thing for taste or whatever else. But if you're a person that thinks that Will Ospreay is some one-trick pony, you haven't watched enough, and I suggest you set out this one because there are plenty of matches with Will Osprey you can play where, like, with someone like uh, Zack Sabre, someone like uh, Kenny Omega, where, like, the matches are just phenomenal. And I'm sorry, and Oro Okada, and I'm sorry. Like, you don't like his style? Like I showed this to anybody else that watches wrestling or have or, or is an, or, or away from wrestling that hasn't watched it in current day, they'd be fucking blown out of their mind. You remember the first time we showed we showed Marcus and uh, Marcus and Alex at your bachelor party? We showed them clips of the uh, Osprey and Hiromu. Uh, um, yes, wrestling. Uh, yeah, yeah. when they saw Canadian story, they lost their fucking minds. <laughs> When, when they saw him do the double uh you know the, the double um
2: yeah the in and uh, out
3: yeah the double flip deal over the top rope they were like who is this fucking guy i was like yeah this philosophy like ww uh uh trainer at my gym uh zach that WWE fan he didn't know who lost was he knew who kenny Omega was i told him who lost ray was. was like yeah man he's been the best pro wrestler in ring like since like 2019 like two weeks later he goes yeah, you know that guy you told me about Wall he's, he's He's on face phenomenal. He's, like, he's, not, he's phenomenal. I am not know what he watched. He just he just like Google the name, right? Like, yeah. so uh, people get lost in what this is, and like some of it is the amazing the amazing athleticism. Like, I-, I know y'all get stuck on what white guys are supposed to do. Lucha, but sorry, Lucha's fucking fun. It is. Yeah,
2: yeah. All right, man. Let's get to it. Uh, fresh cut. Here, so I can cut it up for the clip because this this is going up. So, um, Texas Death Swerve Strickland defeats Hangman Adam Page, and an all time classic. Um, one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. Uh, flat out on this, and this was like just incredibly violent. Incredibly just thoughtful and yep. it was like it was a lot of visceral shit. Yep. Never have I ever watched a match and determined that it was a five star match faster than this match huh. and beyond it. Okay. The last great match that I watched before this was actually after Dynamite last week when I watched. I watched randomly i was showing alex your cousin i was showing him kensuke bashi versus kensuke sasaki on oh, the th- dome yes they open that <laughs> match you do the lock up right and sasaki drops him directly on his head right and yeah. you're like oh it's on and then like you know they're basically doing a couple things until they meet back up for that huge chop Chopping battle whatever and that's forever. when you it's know awesome. you're yeah. you're into it bro he hits like comes out does the entrance has the dancers all the shits going like it's it's like oh shit right. we ready handman hey, fucking charges oh, down I think I think you
3: I think you are fast playing through the the entrance and all that kind of stuff the thing that I love so much about Nana is that like Nana is doing the best he can with like very little talking and everything all of it is just like it's small doses so it's not like. It doesn't make you feel annoyed by his presence when he does it. He comes in, he does his dance in the background to the side of Swerve. Swerve's walking down because he's the guy. Then he falls back, or whatever else. And then in the middle of the match, he might do it or whatever else. But the way he saves it at the perfect time is like it's it's like when they used to do the Heyman face they used to cut to Heyman's ringside faces or Lesnar matches and it was awesome. They don't do it as much anymore. It's like they're maximizing what the guy does to help pop the crowd during between in the in between things of the matches. So so Nana's came down. He has a shirt and everything. It's become semi- wrestling viral, if you will, with the dance. So he comes out to LA. He has fucking four dancers, like like the goddamn fly girls from, from Living Color. And they out here mm, top, rope, catch him. Bro, I was dying. Yes. Uh, it, it was, look, I don't know if will ever have a bigger moment in pro wrestling, but this was his moment. He was he was the star <laughs> of Swerve's entrance in, before a classic, and then he continues on. So we, so now we can get to yeah yeah. So
2: bro, yeah. This match like this made me feel like like by the time they got to the spitting blood, it was like oh we're out of here like complete we've left the planet by uh-huh. that time. Um the the charge with Hangman hey no entrance music. Right. No coming out, spinning around, pointing, nothing. Uh, like no, no posing, nothing. This is we are running it, and it was like just watching this. I was like, "Yo, they're gonna beat what they did last time easily." Ugh. And like, I'm not sure. Like, I think this is like this topped Omega and Osprey two for me. Really, like, I think this is the best singles match in the history of AEW. This shit, like, like, I watched it twice, and I saw the ratings to it. I saw the the physicality. I saw the blood, and it was, like, wrestled with a sense of just, like, the proper emotion and tone of wrestling. Nothing felt like it was a fucking joke. Nothing felt like it was, like, this uh, thing that was trying to be too cute. Like, this was, like, I have a problem with this guy. This thing is escalated from, like, these... Uh, just kind of levels like where they were shit-talking each other. This mm-hmm. thing got built up on Wrestling Revolver over the weekend, uh, featuring a promo from Swerve after that was, like, great. This thing was, like, wrestling soulmates, damn near. These guys are a match made in heaven as far as opponents. Roughly the same size. Uh, both very athletic. Both of them fucking sickos willing to die for it, um, willing to bleed, willing to like put it all on the line. Excellent chemistry with each other. And it's like I see like the hell they put themselves through in this match. And it was like like the crowd was totally sucked into this. And because I they felt, were into
3: it because it's like the only thing that's feel it's the only thing they actually have that's not some goofy shit that's hot right now in the company, it feels bro, like
2: I thought this should have been the main event going into it. And <laughs> I mean you could have on, used on the, you last. could absolutely
3: use the, the lights out excuse. You absolutely could have.
2: Like I thought they should have did that, and then man, it was like I was shocked when Swerve won. I thought Hey Man was gonna win. I I just, you know, I turned my brain off. I was like, hey, man, I'm going to just ride it out. Like, And I thought it was, you know, I thought Hangman was coming to get his revenge. But, like, this right here was like, well, you could give Hangman the win. And it was like, yeah, they're one to one. Or the alternative now is you shoot Swerve to another galaxy. Now, Mm -hmm. you have people demanding, and I would count myself among them, to where previously it was like yeah you can make Swerve the champion he's good enough he's over enough he's like talented enough now after this match it's like no. he has to be in a
3: secession plan
2: throw it out whatever you have like uh, written in pencil whatever promises you may have made to, to Maxwell Jacob Freeman the cast of characters that have been going rip it up get rid of it start it over this nigga has to be factored in now Like, and let me not glaze over Hangman in this match. When I was watching this with Alex, I was like, like, you know, my home west, this is my home west I've been telling you about, Blase blah, blah. But watch this other dude, Hangman. He's raw as fuck. And then, like, he saw that uh, moonsault with the chair, and he was flabbergasted. Mm -hmm. Like, like the the off-the-top rope, uh... This man, another spot that I I like that I, you know, kind of just for me, it made, you know, and I don't think, you know, this was intentional or anything, but it just adds to the match. When he gave this man a Death Valley driver on a brick in front of West Side Gun, that shit was fucking hilarious, bro.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Dropped a on a brick.
2: <laughs> oh but, man. Oh, bro, like, like it was like this. It made everything else look goofy. This match did. Like when when I'm watching, when in the back of our mind, we think MJF is crying about his fucking leg being pillowinized at the beginning of the thing, and they're wheeling him out on a gurney and, and loading him up in an in a ambulance match. And I got these niggas in there in the, in the, 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 uh, Kia forum, the same building where Kareem Abdul Jabbar won them championships, where magic Johnson won them championships, where Isaiah Thomas hurt his ankle and went fucking crazy. in that fucking building in the building where game seven happened between the elite and the fucking Lucha brothers Swerving And hey Man went out there and fucking put it on the line and died for the sport. Damn near. Like, They lost so much fucking blood. Like, did you see this shit? Like, bro. right, right. right, Like, like this shit was so phenomenal. One of the best matches of all time. One that you'll ever see. And all you fucking corny ass nerds on social media. And all these people that trying to help my dog up for some old comments on some shit about niggas on podcasts. And they list and stuff like that. One, you don't know anything about who's cool with who in the business. End it. No. You don't know what you're talking about. You're trying to take shit out of context and put your own spin on shit. Because Swerve wrestles in all elite wrestling now. Nobody told WWE to release them. Why are you mad at Swerve for that? Be mad at WWE for not seeing it. Be mad at WWE for thinking the star was top dollar. Be mad at that. When this nigga comes out here on 1118, two years to the day that he was fired from that company and he makes a song called Big Sis Birthday with me on it, that's a diss to Triple H. And everything they put him through when we made that song, there was no plan to go to AEW. There was no plan to wrestle for New Japan Pro Wrestling. It was like, yo, what is the the next thing going to happen in your life? Get it out. I, I made the beat sent it to him like what's up like 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 pour your heart on it not not as not as like a producer and a rapper but as his friend just sent it to him say hey man i know you i know you want to say some shit go ahead say it two years to the day of that this nigga's made forever all time now what you gonna do
3: about it besides hate deal with it so um for me I forgot at what point. Oh, I know Ooh. what point it was. When the match seemingly looked like it was over after he caught the uh the barbed wired um buckshot lariat and Nana pulls him out and puts his feet on there and he and he falls back and as he falls back like Nana gives the inspirational fucking dance and I fucking died laughing. Now like, look man, fuck it just like we said earlier in the show like big cast big bill four stars five star prince <laughs> he took that shit from me to where like keep mind, you know matches like this i don't know how to rate these matches like all these matches that are not that are whatever you want to call them blood porn death matches whatever else i'm not going to be able to to how to quantify or qualify the level of greatness for these things i can just be like that's great and i leave it at that No don't want to give it a star rating or whatever else right right whether it's you know anarchy in the arena stand up uh stadium stampede some of these death matches that, that have happened with uh moxie or um omega or hangman the 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 blood and gut stuff war games wwe so i don't i'm I'm bad at all, being able to judge all that stuff and get an accurate star rating when I saw that, I was like, "This match still great while being kind of while being what I call it at the time like a, a, this is a nasty match. This is a nasty, nasty match." Um, and once Nana pulled out, I was like, "Fuck it, five stars." I ain't got no, I, 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 this was five star match for me, so um, I, I thought it was awesome. And and then when when Hangman grabbed Nana on that fucking apron. Uh, with the, with the table down below, and Nana's like, "Hey, man, you ain't gotta do this. To me, come on, I do the dance. They gonna get me off the hook. The dance, the dance, me." And he fucking yeah, man. He me fucking, dead, <laughs> eye fucking dead eye. I howled. This match worked on so many levels that it, that like, <clears throat> I'm looking at other stuff, you know, James, that happened at A-W and it didn't. This thing just the worked. Finish. It just worked. It was awesome, man. Um, Talk
2: about the finish, James. Talk about the finish.
3: Okay, so you want me to tell it in conclusion? In all, in all summation of the whole thing? Or just... Yeah. Okay, so... Swerve started this feud by calling out Heyman on page by telling this white man to his face that you have been given all your opportunities by your fucking friends and if, and if I were your position, I'd be the first black AEW world champion. Then, after beating this white man in a match fair and square if you will he then proceeds to still get fucked with so he goes to this breaks into this white man's house and then on camera talks to this white man's child this white man's baby and then to finish this thing off he he swerves strings a steel linked chain around this white man's neck and hangs the hangman this is one of the most gangster things I've ever seen in Black <laughs> Pro Wrestling history. <laughs> Five stars, Classico. <laughs> Yo, know, I,
2: I I don't know what else there's I, left to say, but what flat out one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. Whoever, and,
3: whoever's idea it was to say Swer- Swerve needs to win again. Swerve needs to uh, it's and that needs to be the finish. Whoever came up with that? If the idea was that you know, uh, if the idea was Hangman's idea was Swerve, I wouldn't would shot me the least at least the Hangman's idea because obviously it plays off of what happened to Moxie, uh Texas Death Match uh, earlier yeah. this year. It's like he hangs the Hangman, a black man hangs the Hangman. Sign me up, Mister Liberal Agenda Guy. All uh-uh, you talking <laughs> about this ancient millennial shit? This is it. This is the real shit. The real he <laughs> needs. <What serious>. <laughs> this is the symbolism. Oh man! Oh, um, thank you for your white guilt, hangman Adam Page. <laughs> you know, I, I, oh, was this? Oh, what, was this oh, hangman? Oh. Was this Adam hangman Adam's Page version of kneeling before black people and begging forgiveness after George Floyd? Because if so, I need more of this and less of that. This was amazing,
2: <laughs> bro. These niggas walk. This nigga Swerve walked through the staples. Like he was Hiroshi Tanahashi in the G1 finals in 2018 and then started stapling himself like a fucking sicko. Like, bro. Now, that was Blake one of the things Jr. that this is what Malcolm X dreamed of. Oh my. Now,
3: this God. is one of the things that I was I was thinking about during the match. Um, you know, like, you know, as I mentioned, I watched I watched like one of the best players in Forest State history's leg snap right? And we've, you know, just hours before this thing. So, like, as far as the gruesome scale, like, like Josh Smith from Keeping the Strong style, thought this was just disgusting, nasty match. For me, I'm like, I just saw someone's leg point the wrong way. I'm not stapling some staples. This is not the same level of gruesome, man. i seen the real gruesome tonight. Um, this is just some blood. booty cheeks so, being,
2: being clenched up. Uh, so, Dave Scherer.
3: <laughs> so, for me, if I, I donned on me with the staples, like, the staples, obviously because of the, uh, you see the, the the presentation of it, the way the staple gun looks, but like ultimately, is this any worse than like we you get your ears, we you get your ears or a piercing gun with with a, with a piercing gun? Except it's two prongs instead of one. It's probably not. And you know, obviously, we know that these deathmatch wrestlers have all the tricks. Like with with you know someone like Swerve who did CZW, who did the Lucha Underground War of Hell match, whatever else. He's done nastier shit than this before. Like going through that pane mm-hmm. of glass against AR Fox in a War of Hell match. It, to me, is like anything is is uh, you know a scarier proposition than I'm going to staple I'm going to staple myself a couple of times. Like to be honest, with your adrenaline going on, the thing that probably hurts worse is like getting disaffected, throwing into them holes, and actually getting the holes getting punctured to begin with. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. Uh um, I, I, I I presentation is what, what gets you. Because once you know started no selling that like went into zombie and went to murder swerve mode, it was like, Oh, this is cool. This is really cool. Yeah. He he's just he, he's on another level. Right. Another yeah. planet right now. He's out of his mind. He's psychopath.
2: Like people people try to jump all over lyric yesterday, misunderstanding what she was talking about on Twitter. Like, look, and then man, I, last
3: year. I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. Didn't she mention like people that have not been around forever? <laughs> Right. Did, did you miss did you miss that? that <laughs> oh, you you, oh, you can't you only have trouble reading.
2: Yeah. Or oh, yeah, you caught are yeah. oh, you
3: caught up in or oh, you are caught up in like miss you're purposely misunderstanding what she's saying.
2: Like people oh, okay, are gotcha. like you know gotcha. they're, they're throwing out niggas that have less than 75 career matches and shit. I'm like, "No, nigga, this is not the same thing." Like what's going on with Swerve is something different right now. And if you think it's not going to pay off God bless you, right? And to be fair, like,
3: right? And to be fair, if you want to consider NXT as an actual part of the major fed, or whatever else, you could say that you could say you know similar things about like you know Trick Carmelo, or even Swerve, as far as that whatever else. But like on the main roster that Vince is booking or Vince was in control of in control of for a long time, nah, not really. Not it, it, it's it's not it's not really been a thing. Like you might you know you have the Mark Henry you know Hall of Pain run, which is based off of what happened with him and um, Michael Hayes backstage apparently. You got the you know the career run for Kofi, the career run for for Big E that just happened. You got Lashley, who you know
2: was, was around for years and years and years. To,
3: you know, was in WrestleMania with Donald Trump in two thousand seven, and got and got his title run in what year?
2: Two thousand twenty.
3: Oh, with no fans in terror dome. Okay, gotcha. All right. Two right,
2: 21 thousand twenty one, something things. like that.
3: Yeah, they're they're not the same thing as these black people. They're not. They're not the same not thing. Not the same. Like, so I am not I'm not trying I,
2: I don't to be know funny. what agendas they they I know they got the agendas they gotta uphold, you know, they gotta they gotta promote Vincent Kennedy McMahon for free, you know, and, I mean, and, let's just, and everything let's, else.
3: But let's just be real, right? Like, you know, we talked about this, for example, with um with let's say AEW, right? If Andy Kingston becomes AEW world champion over the next, you know, two, three years whatever else. It's a lifetime achievement award, even though he's done some great work, right? It's a lifetime achievement award. This isn't a, oh, we are now making a brand new star, a brand new fresh star to now carry us into the future for the next, you know, two, three, four, five years. It's not. Swerve is at the age, uh, from an age standpoint, where, like, you look at um the w- the window or whatever else, like, his window to do this is actually, like, and be even a right now. Term, is right now slash next five years. He actually is the future of this promotion. It's just like Hangman, is like MJF, you know is if he want to stick around like yeah will
2: osprey like that's yeah. the class that's yeah. all around there right. like
3: and and obviously aw skews older so you have to be a, be a, aware of that but like even while skewing towards 35 and older bobby lash is still an old motherfucker so yeah um these are these are no knocking his bobby and what he's done like i think it's really cool that like he stuck around he busted his ass he's always been in shape he works really hard he does what they, they do, everything they ask him to do, right? He presents himself like a star. He looks like he looks like a million bucks, but so, it's look. not the same. But it's not the same thing, and you know it because you know the history of this Booker versus the history of this other Booker. You know that. Stop bullshitting.
2: Like, and you got to You really kind of got to be stupid not to push Bobby Lashley, and look how long it took. Right.
3: And they got mad at him back then in the in the late two thousands because he didn't want to work really injured, so they fell out of favor. He had to leave and then come back. And now he's older; he can do less shit. Now they want, then they want to do it. It's like, what kind of backwards ass shit is that?
2: Yeah, man, it's a you know, it's a lot of putting putting people down to to lift people up. Ironically, the thing that that they're accusing um, people of, like they're they're doing themselves, like and you know, well, you I, know. I I I think Swerve had a had a career making like this is a career match for hangman this is a career match for swerve this is a career match for for the legacy like of of aw this is like one of the i think this was like the number two ranked match maybe it's number one now like uh i have to check but yeah but you um, also gotta
3: admit that like given what some of the scores we've seen with aw over the years for some of these really uh more uh grotesque matches with blood or whatever else like there's some there's some bloodlust for some of these ratings for from when it comes to these AEWs. like if you were to tell me like that look that rating is like on some par with some like some Young Bucks versus Hangman and Omega shit. And I'm like, nah, man. I, I look. I I think it's five star drop. I think it's one of the greatest matches in the history of the promotion, like a top five match in the history of the promotion or of the last five years of pro wrestling. I'm not going there with you. I'm just not. Um
2: I am. mean a, my
3: opinion. <laughs> yeah. it's about opinion. But like I think a lot of people get really tuned up for seeing some blood in, in, in these AEW matches. I really do.
2: I, I think this is like I think this transcended. I know he spit the blood and shit like that. And and you know, they did the whole thing. Like, there's a fine line that uh I believe our friends on um, Tunnel Talk uh and also the Trish and Sarah podcast will uh explore on this. Uh speaking of Tunnel Talk, I will actually be doing an appearance on there in December. So look out for that soon. Um But yeah, like I don't think the blood was the primary draw of this. I think the blood happened in the match. And, no, like, no, this
3: was a great match that that happened to just be really bloody. I'm not. This isn't like the same thing as like you know, see some of like the see, see you know like the freedom shit that's just like oh it's just grotesque for sake being grotesque. This was an absolutely epic, awesome match right, epic that happened, match happened to be very bloody and also very gross. I'm just saying that like the ghouls be coming out for some of these and be going out for these matches in ways that was like, I think you're doing a bit too much. I think it's great, but I don't think it's like, I don't think it's on a level of like some of the three, three or four best matches in AEW history. That's just me. That's my opinion. Uh, but I also noticed that like when I see some of these things and me from being so, you know, zoned out from Cody and Moxley and these blood matches where I'm just like, it's all the fucking same. No one's actually hurt. I we can drop them on their fucking necks. They're fine. It's just blood. Just fucking wrestle. And they did that. They absolutely did that. But I'm just like, I'm not going to give you, award you extra points because it was a nasty match. I think people be going up because they like the nasty, because they nasty, they ghouls. I mean, good for them, good for them. Look, they love what they love what they like.
2: This what look. This is what makes a W different. It, 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 they wanted the mat looking nice and clean, like when the match started. Go watch the Fed, you know. Go go, go watch something else, you know. <laughs> but in aW niggas bleed out here, so <laughs> it's contact, baby. So, oh, uh, after that. I'm sitting here watching this show just like in awe or whatever. Up next, they bring out uh, it's the Golden Jets taking on the Young Bucks. Uh, it's Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega teaming up, and this is for the Young Bucks title shot. They had to work hard to get people back into this because this crowd was spent. Um, these niggas like, was like, all right, they could have put the, the, the women on last or or after these people or like we just gonna put four of the best workers in, in history behind it and see if they can go behind it. And I think you know that they, they did a, a good job. Like nowhere close to the level the match uh, previous to it. But I think a lot yeah. of like um, interesting kind of kind of things here. The young bucks are really turning here, and they're doing some shit right now that's like some 4D shit. I think that's gonna like, and they're working people already on the internet with it. Like this whole thing like the sources say is all coming from Brendan Cutler they're taking time off they're not doing BTE um, I gotta say I'm worked by them not doing BTE I'm a, I'm like I'm a little I'm a little upset at, at that so I ain't gonna cap but um uh, I, I thought this was a good match too um, usually the the Kenny Omega versus the bucks tag matches are like super epic and all that but this wasn't really designed to be that this was like I, I think the bucks should have won but Maybe this necessitates like something else with them. Like they're clearly splitting off uh, on their own, and something's going on here. This is like, stuff in the air here.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's also it's also funny watching this match and, and watching the end of it, and like the Young Bucks are out here losing their shit because they lost like this match because they're upset about Chris Jericho and more specifically like Kenny Omega hanging around Chris Jericho as opposed to helping out the Young Bucks. But it's like, meanwhile, I just saw that. Brian cage got involved in a death match, a literal Texas death match. Uh, and you ain't come out here and help your boy out. Like, like it, it must be two sides over here. Cause where, where is Where is the elite like unity that people was talking about? Like after blood and guts, where you're talking about, you know, Hey, you know, they brought, you know, uh, BCC, they was like her outsourced outsourcing all these people. That's why they all left. That's why Takeshita left. That's why that's why Pat left. And they're real friends in the Elite and everything. It's like, you know, true love wins. And meanwhile, like, hey, bro, like, I done seen uh, Takeshita come out there and whoop and, and show up to Kodobushi's dojo and, and whoop his black ass. And I ain't see the Young Bucks do a damn thing to help him out. Right? <laughs> I see Hangman out here getting his head bust uh, and get choked to death. Right? <clears throat> to Texas death. I ain't see the young come help him that one time, and there was interference in that match. I ain't trying to hear it, either. Be real friends or shut the fuck up.
2: Got to say, man, I think Joe Lanza might have brought this up. Like you're you're a Leaf fan, right? And they they built that whole thing around reuniting those guys earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Then they just kind of rolled into like nothing, yep. and then <laughs> and then they they all kind of just split off again. I feel like you're kind of. I feel like I was robbed a little bit. Kind of wanted to see him like.
3: Kind of like
2: I, I kind of wanted to see him like stay together and whoop some ass for some months, like
3: like kind whoop of. some as right. baby faces. You're, you're absolutely right. Like there's been this weird thing, like, like I was robbed, like, bro. Like a lot of people, there were a few people that thought that like you know the least power was being compromised or your ability to do what they want to do and, and tell stories they want to tell with. Like CM Punk being in the way and all this stuff. And CM Punk's been gone for over two months now. Three months really closer to, at this point. It's like, all right. A lot of people were saying this kind of stuff. And it's like, well, is he still bullying them? He's still around? Are, are the reels on I, on IG, like giving them all this kind of social stress? Because I do remember in the middle of the swerve thing, like, hey, man. So something like this fucking black cloud over his head that was, you know, you saying with Sam Punk, it's like, CM Punk ain't here no more. So, what the fuck? So, th- look, man, they're older. They're broken up. They're taking a lot of schedules. I don't know exactly what they're doing right now, but, like, compared to where they seem like they were in the early summer compared to now, I wish they were around doing more. And if I, I wish it was more cohesive, but a lot of this stuff, I feel like, is like, whatever plans you got is falling to the side because you gotta get more screen time from Max. And his bullshit. And I'm like, hey, bros, wrap this shit up. Like, like, I need to see Swerve on TV more. I want to see Darby on TV more. I want to see Ospreay when he is here on TV more. I want to see Moxie on TV. Obviously, that's the concussion thing or whatever. But it's like, there's a lot of stuff that I feel like was the heartbeat of this promotion that has kind of been moved off to the side a little bit more so Max can do his cosplay WWE like fed thing in the middle of AEW. And I'm like, hey, bro, that's not for the betterment of this company or this promotion.
2: And I feel like a lot of the elites, like 2023 was like wasted. Like, uh, it on, felt like it, or feels like, it, like, times. like multi-man tag matches that didn't really end up mattering. Like, um, the, the cows view has not come to be as like, uh, fruitful as, as it could be. When was to
3: catch the Keshta Omega all out. So how many months ago was that?
2: That was in September. What the fuck? Right, you you give you like I came on this show and said that's the biggest win a Japanese wrestler has ever got in the history of this country. (coughs) What's been the like? And I don't know if he's he's. I think he fought Kyle Fletcher one other time on Rampage. I'm like, so we just we
3: just trying to make Rich look look idiotic. I see. This is what we doing. Wait, did Anoki win match regardless of shit like that? that like fifty years ago? I'm not, I'm, 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 I mean, I don't recall. You no, know, I'm not sure. Okay, because that's a big, big fucking statement to say that shit off the top of your head, like you just know, like, no, that's damn!
2: <laughs> look, look, whoever Anoki be, it ain't Kenny Omega. I'll say that. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, it's uh... like as far as like the at least like 2023 booking, like. I think Heyman got, got like fortunate by finding Swerve right towards mm-hmm. the end of the year, second half of the year, future year contender. The Bucks have kind of been aimless until like this thing where they're turning now. So they're they're starting something at least. Kenny's now like kind of hanging around with Jericho and stuff like that, and it's like, all right, I don't know what they have him doing or anything, but mm-hmm. they beat him all year and shit. So feel kind of robbed. So we'll, yeah, we'll get see it. how that
3: recovers. Oh, uh, oh my God!
2: What what happened?
3: Mahomes, uh, it's Eagles, Chiefs—you know, Super Bowl rematch on Monday Night Football, which is like when the Monday Night Football we ever get a good game like this in forever. And uh, Chiefs are up by, or sorry, Eagles are up by four. There's a minute and forty seconds left, and Mahomes found a dude for a forty-yard bomb, and and Valdez Cantlin just fucking dropped it. I know Floyd's furious right now. So the they are There's still, still plenty of time, but it's like that was that was the pass right there. That was that was passed anyway. Um,
2: ended this match like uh, Matt Jackson ended up giving Kenny Omega one way Angel, and then like Kenny Omega was like, "I'm y'all daddy," and just whooped the young bucks as himself single handedly, like both of them in <laughs> one way Angel Matt, and it was over. I was like, that was definitive. Like you <laughs> know like, you know what? I will have to take my belt off. Like. <laughs>
3: That's, that's what he did at the end of this shit. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Like they, and then it's one of those things where it's like, oh, they lost because they're turning heel. It makes sense. Yeah, or that's what it seems like, or that's the best way to, or this, to seemingly get out of explaining or being able to explain this loss. Like they're about to turn heel.
2: So now, Kenny and Jericho get these this number one title. Uh, they've got this shot at Bill and and Ricky Starks. Um. Wild. Um <laughs> don't know what's going on here, but um, you know, all right. Maybe they're they're eventually gonna have problems with Omega and Jericho and then I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. Sh- show me the way.
3: I don't know, man. I don't know about that. Like, obviously I think that now that they beat the Young Bucks they're going to be the uh tag team champions. And, you know, like the way they were downcycling Jericho throughout the year, it seemed like it will make sense for them to, for Jericho to, you know, do the Les thing. But he was like, Why well, do Les Saskas? I can do Golden Jess. <laughs> this, this is a way much better idea for
2: me. What? That man caught that that fortunate situation. He was like, Well,
3: Samuel Guevara got hurt, so I guess but, I gotta do something but, else. But it wasn't even got hurt. Remember, he had left the facts before he got hurt.
2: Oh, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true.
3: It was like, I-, I can do that or I can Absolutely. do this. You can get Absolutely. with this or you can get with that. You can get with this Mother's or you can say, get
2: with that? Can Omega lift Big Builder to do the one-way angel? Absolutely.
3: We know you can get him up.
2: Yeah. Like that one, I don't even think that'd be a question. the The question is, could he like no get him visual?
3: Down? It, he can get him up, but the visual thing is what make people go nuts about it, right? Yeah. Go, oh my god. Yeah. He, he's he's six foot nine and claims to be seven foot tall, and he got him up. It's like, yeah, he's not three hundred pounds. Yeah, you can get him up. Bro,
2: that shit, when he picked up on I was fucking screaming. Right. Um, then we got our main event, MJF versus Jay White. Uh, we went through all the problems with it um, earlier in the show. Uh, if you're seeing this clip. But we didn't talk about the match, but we did not talk about the match. We saved it uh, for here. So MJF has all night done this um, show long angle directly out of like raw of the 2010s. Uh, this stupid thing is hung over the show after we've watched the greatness of Swerve Strickland versus Hangman Adam Page the the realness they were fighting with uh, and like you know the emotion and the, the just match quality they put on and then MJF and Jay White come out here in this main event this was just the most regular ass wrestling like it was just like you know Seth Rollins might look at the way MJF was selling and be embarrassed. Like
3: <laughs> that's exactly who I thought of when I saw this. <laughs> like smart, the MJF uh, it's, being it's a career long character arc of being a smart guy, and he proceeds to have a leg injury and doesn't come up with nifty ways to uh, to like survive in a match with bad legs. Just keeps doing dumb stumps is only going to like exacerbate his leg problem.
2: Frankie says this match made him sad and I think he's been into some of the MJF stuff. Um, but yeah, man, like this was like unbecoming of the main event level. I thought this was almost a nothing happening match that they tried to like put different. It was like they tried to do so many things to convince you. Jay White had a chance and <laughs> Black Sabre Jr. orissa Hoshiki sold a leg better than MJF. Um, <laughs> shout out to Orisa Hoshiki.
3: Um, he's right <laughs> <laughs> he's right
2: <laughs> I this was like like I saw this come out and it was like yeah man like this ain't it and the crowd was like into the match to a degree and it just didn't feel right like everything was like they sent Adam Cole out there first like he was gonna wrestle the match no one's trying to stop him MJF hits the thing. He drives back in through the ambulance and like 45 motherfuckers pop up. The entire Wu-Tang comes out there. The entire ASAP collective, the dip set, state property, death row records, and, <laughs> and the boot camp click all try to stop MJF from getting to the ring unsuccessfully. And he's hobbling around. So the whole night, I'm thinking great. We have to watch Jay White work the leg for 45 minutes. Like, I thought it was going to be one of the 45-minute matches. It didn't turn out to go that long, but I was like, great. We have to see the Jay White leg work match, right? And I'm like, could you make this thing less exciting for me, like, personally? like?" And it was just like, people have called this Hulk Hogan-type shit. People have called this John Cena-type shit.
3: And it was just like... um. As like, far as I'm- the odds overcame, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, obviously, I think I think MJF did a lot more. You know, him in um, Jay White both did a lot more as far as like athleticism and effort in this match, and you know a lot of that Hogan shit. So I'm I'm you know I'm not going to bury it as if it's some you know some dud you know ninety seven you know NWO match uh, or whatever else, but.
2: The they overbooking,
3: did big, the overbooking of the shit, is in the way of the wrestling, and it's, it's been and it has been the case since since Wembley. Yeah, like this was like it was just too much outside the ring
2: stuff. Adam Cole, uh, seeing is Adam Cole gonna turn on him or uh, kicking the Gun Club out, and um, and then they came back again. MJF not deciding whether he wants to do diving moves to the floor or not, like
3: or be hurt in the match, like. It was just all over the place. How, how, how about like the third act? He puts Jay White on the table, on the announce table. It collapses. It falls. A metaphor for... A and, for, and and uh, metaphor of,
2: for the second half of MJF's title
3: reign. And instead of moving on to something else, because he's in the middle of the main event of a pay-per-view, he has adrenaline. This dumbass climbs up the top to that top rope, and he dives from top rope to floor, the guy that comes out here and tells us that the wrestlers shouldn't give a fuck about these fans and protect themselves and preserve themselves against as much money as they can as business because these fans don't care about you, he proceeds to potentially put himself at risk to Either have a broke his fucking pelvis or have dislocated his hip out the goddamn socket.
2: The safe wrestler. That's one
3: of the dumbest things I. That's one of the dumber things I've seen this year from someone that that, that 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 has done interviews saying he knows better whether it's a work or not. He still has said, and mentioned that he knows better than this. Whether in shoot or shoot or kayfabe, and he did that shit. That was fucking dumb.
2: James, he ended up injured. Oh, he hurt his shoulder, and I
3: think he hurt his hip. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Hurt his hip because he took a fucking top rope the to floor elbow drop, and then he did that cutter, the dragon Lee shit. Like,
2: right, 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 right. Over right. The yeah. rope and yeah. but that, the cutter, i like. But- but visually. I don't care what you do in your matches, right? It
3: make it make sense. So, oh, the uranagi,
2: saying. yes, yes.
3: Yeah, visually, that looks yeah. He took a top rope uranagi. Visually, the the Dragon Lee version cutter or whatever you want to call it, running out, running over the top rope and cutter into the floor. Like that is visually more dangerous than it looks, right? Like we just saw Tam and Tam and Megasis when and Megasys, like gave her the you know the running military press slam and threw her ass, you know, just over the top rope to the floor. Right. We've seen Tam take bu- tons of bumps like that. Obviously MJ has bigger, blah, blah, but like we've seen people take those kinds of bumps from that level and end up. Okay. There was a, you know, flat back or flat front bump or whatever else. And the thing was, the real thing was like MJF got a surge of adrenaline in his bad leg that got pilmanized to be able to run and jump and leap and hurl himself over the ropes and then do it. And then land, you know, you know, kind of landing on his feet. On his foot or whatever, or his bad leg. That was a real thing. It was a K kayfabe damage, not the actual damage for me personally. But mm-hmm. it, it looks, you know, it looked it looked great or whatever. But the thing that was for me is like, you are really gonna land in your hip like this? That's so dumb. That's so dumb. Um, and you know, I hope he's okay. Cause I don't I, I hope I'm wrong when people do this dumb shit that I think, oh, I think you're gonna do this, you're gonna injure it when you do it. Um, I hope I'm wrong, cause it's like I don't want him to see him wanna get injured, but it's like if he does injure, like, well, you shouldn't have done that dumb shit. Cause I thought you were gonna get injured, and he got fucking injured doing it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Frankie brings up a good point. I don't understand why him just overcoming Black Bullet Club Gold wasn't enough. Look, like he fucking murdered well, those
3: guys. Why well, like, you like like because nobody believed team. that. It, it, there a lot. I'm sure their logic backstage or whoever put this all together or who you know uh, campaigned for it was no one. Nobody here believes that Jay White has a chance. So we got to make the odds even greater so that we can get to the the near fall of the figure four or the time ash actually tap out tap out whichever one it was where he's begging and screaming and dying and then you have uh adam cole at ringside in the crutches holding the shirt that he can now use as a towel he could, he could potentially throw in to get to that dramatic moment that's all that was in service of however you could have done all of that and still gotten to that same moment in his match without doing the stretcher job, without doing the the, the, the fake bait, the, the bait switch, bait switch, back to the original match thing, without making up, kayfabe thinking like Tony Khan's a fucking moron backstage for putting a, a guy that's Adam in, Cole a in a the fucking, ring. In Adam Cole in the ring to defend a belt that he never won.
2: Like, like couldn't they have just shit, like,
3: all of that shit was like, hurt the story that, that like, that, that actually got you to that point. Which was couldn't, like, the people that are done turning done off something. their brains as the watches so are actually it, soaking in all the things they took in that night. And you're, you're just not like, wait a second, wait, what? Because like, that's a problem with me when I watch movies. It's a problem when I watch people's storytelling. It's like, wait, that doesn't make sense. And as all happening, and you get to this point, it's like, none of this made sense. So even if like, when people talk about the reason why they do this stuff, it's like, well, wait, let's just strip this back. If we don't do that, can't we still get to the same exact moment? just about pulmonizing his leg and without the ambulance job, just him going backstage and walk, trying to walk it off, trying to sort it through. Honestly, couldn't they have just
2: done something even more simple than that? Like they could have like done a backstage interview with MJF, like before, like after so Will Ospre, could have right? It could have been like, me. yeah, but like so we're here and MJF going to be defending the title later. He, you know, how do you feel about defending the title? And then like the gun club just stomped him out backstage or some shit. Then it's like, Oh, he just got stomped out and he and he'll come out or whatever. You know, rather than he has to sell a fucking injury, drive a truck, and then like it's like, yeah, dog, like there's a, a wrestler like Which leg that was vanished? There's a wrestler that Huh? Which
3: leg was van in the I think it was the left leg. Okay. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be funny if the right leg like wait, wait, wait. So with this bad leg you drove with the gas pedal or the gas and right. break all the way to Really. Now but it wasn't and left, then, so like that, would have been
2: funnier. MJ or then Jay White, he can He's struggling with a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. Like it's just, it's too much. Like, and it was just it was. like I thought it was a detriment to the overall match. And it was I, overbooked to death. Like, they I, come, I don't even know if I go three stars on this. Like, it was just that of a much of front to like, the champion. I was like, remember when John Mosley cut a promo about this belt and what the fuck this belt means? We're so far from well, that. Well, mean the, the rant that I went on when, when I saw the Winley
3: match? I was like, bro, this is not what this promotion was built on. This is not what the promotion like, uh, like at its is best awesome. as, as like tried to present itself as. And this is what we're at now. And like, look, man, it got over with the crowd. Is like, there are people that still like this, or like, this still the most over thing that's in the company right now. But you continue doing this, and you and like, this will not, this will not, like the people that wanted an alternative will be like, "Well, I'm looking for an alternative to the alternative now." So, um I would be careful with this. And I think that's the reason why, you know, we got the this G1 thing just announced because it's like the MJF versus now overtaking a w got to get back to sports based presentation in a, in a way because we got rid of stats we got rid of win loss records we got rid of top five rankings and all that shit and like this close thing we get is like you beat somebody you go up the ladder you and you can uh you can get your title shot we haven't had like a real legitimate title uh um challenger that is like done all the things to be the champion for or be you know uh, get a shot at championship. It's like look we yeah, had samoa joe lose a pay-per-view and then two weeks later get a fucking title match we just had that, right? And
2: he's about to get another one.
3: Right. So, like, we... we it's Rip been, it, it been, up. It's been goofy. It's been goofy for months, man. It's been goofy for months. I haven't enjoyed it, except for, like, these matches that are actually the title match that MJ has been in. And he's been trying to save it by doing the things that are actually... The, that are just the side quest stuff. It's like, bro, if your side quest stuff is more interesting than your main quest stuff, I suggest we cancel the main quest shit. Right? Like I shouldn't have more fun. I shouldn't have more fun playing a video game. Like looking if I'm playing Spider-Man, right? Looking for all the tokens in the nooks and crannies of the fucking city, trying to find pictures, right? A long lost backpass when I was Spider-Maning five years ago. That off, that happened off-screen. Compared to I don't know, fighting Venom. That's fucking stupid. What are we doing? Yeah, man. fighting Venom should be awesome. It's
2: time this to, ain't to switch awesome. the title. It, it's 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 time to switch the title and. I um I'm tired of it at this point, and I just hope people listen. You know that, and also MJF cheats to win at the end of the day. Still is a baby face. Oh yeah,
3: because no one no one ever wins, no one ever loses an MJF match. It just someone someone just does a little thing, and then like no one that's 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 supposed to be the out for Jay White is like oh well you know he it was a one legged man and asking contest. But like he used, he used the ring, and it's like, well, yeah. But like people were kicking each other in the dicks in this match, both, both on both sides. Like all this stuff happened. Everyone was cheating, so it's still fair. You you're still lost, man. Um, like yeah, man. I'm just tired of. I'm like it's tropey. It's super tropey. It's been tropey. It was trope before we even got into the got to the babyface turn stuff with Adam Cole with the every match comes down to when the ring gets pulled out. I, I've been over. I've been over his shit in in the matches for for a long time now. And it's gotten worse. It's not gotten better.
2: If you guys are watching live, welcome to the stream. Um, But yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah. The the, the one guy he beat clean was Kenny. (laughs) And that was his best match. Yeah, yeah. That was the best match. Or his best
3: match uh, since like the Danielson thing.
2: Like, this is like
3: yeah, man. Like, it's time, man. It's time. Switch it up. Kenny probably told him no bullshit. I mean, we all think that. We all think that.
2: Like, like, and it even, was, like, even
3: that had Kallus, uh getting involved in the match, but it was light yeah. bullshit compared to the ring. Uh, low blows. Like, it's just, it's just over the top belt shots. Like all this stuff, man. All this stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. There was a couple like um parts where you were meant to think oh yeah they got it they got mjf now that i just like didn't buy for a second so,
3: right because, um, you've, because you because you've watched wrestling for a long time you like know you Jay gave White's the match away. Winning.
2: like it would have been more intriguing had they just like brought their ass out to the ring and wrestled the match like rather than you're <sighs> was like oh my god they're Not going to you're the the the
3: what will how what will be the new thing they have to actually tell a real story as opposed to copying and pasting you, you might have a point oh also we give an mjf a lot of shit about this match uh is it now time to talk about jay white in his in his history and main event title matches since 2000 dating back to 2019
2: hey man if kota bushi's not in it i don't want to hear it
3: right right like i will give him i have been i have given him the benefit of doubt you know new you know new promotion new him whatever He's been on he's been on his best behavior. This is the best version of Jay White I've ever seen in a him and AEW in collision on Dynamite, having matches, having really fun matches. He's not doing the powder shit. He's not wasting people's time. He's actually like a really I feel like he's a better TV wrestler than he is, like a regular, regular pay-per-view uh, wrestler. He has his own time. He can do whatever he wants. Like, and then he gets his biggest shot and his biggest opportunity to date. And he what's he do? He goes back out there and goes back to the bullshit and and just over dramatic nonsense as opposed to just being the good ass wrestler he is that he showcased showcase himself for most of his match until he devolved into just schlock. Like I I never want to see them two wrestle again. <laughs> they're they aren't they both under thirty?
2: Jay White's thirty now.
3: Okay, they're both under thirty-five. They're both in the primes of their careers. They're both in-ring performers. I never want to see them wrestle again. I I know what you're going to do. Is not going to get better as you get older. Fuck off. I never want to see these two together again in the ring, face off across from each other. No, we're done.
2: Like this, this feels like it was the, it was the MJF textbook on this. It I was. can't. It I was. can't really but The like, thing is,
3: we have Jay White's history uh, of this shit and other promotion. And, he, and this yeah. is right up his fucking alley, too. And that's why we we're both saying, oh, this shit's going 45 minutes. It went 30.
2: Look, man, people wanted this match for a real long time. They were like, oh, it's just the, the Jay White, MJF. You know, just yeah. them being the these. Two guys that, want- you know,
3: the two guys that really know how to work. You know, because the you know, the guys WWE will want. All right, take that shit over there and wrestle and, and go wrestle uh the tribal chief and leave us the fuck alone. Yeah, Please, man. we beg of you. Take that uh, we, shit to Stanford. Actually, where is Endeavor where is uh Endeavor HQ located? I gotta start changing that up. Wherever that is, yeah, yeah we
2: have there. to look that up. Somebody yeah. somebody looked that me, up.
3: Yeah, that's just New York. They take that shit, take that shit to Manhattan. I'm done yeah, man. enough.
2: We got Osprey now. We got swerve. We got hangman.
3: <laughs> like, nah, man. Like like they're not gonna come bullshit us. We don't like, have to do this. We do not have to do this. And they keep yeah. insisting on doing this to us. No thank you, man. Uh uh-uh.
2: uh. Uh uh. Um endeavor is in new york i believe all right um oh new jersey okay
3: oh all right whatever ship it over there then over there
2: the east coast take it over that
3: bridge you know
2: send it to africa you know i don't (laughs) look
3: y'all y'all want to do the the mjfj white match air that shit (laughs) take it over there africa has had enough history of atrocities and problems we do not need that sent over there okay Oh man. Um,
2: they so, s- that-
3: they s- look, they stripped the motherland naked, and now you want to send that shit over there? Nah, man. Unjust. Unjust. <laughs> uncalled for. The Disgusting. Jungle too. Nasty. Oh my God. Um, you su- so- what he suggested was fundamentally anti black.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so moving on that was our review for full gear
1: say goodbye
2: Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame. Um, so we got seven new members of the uh, Hall of Fame. So we got Argentina Rocca, M- Miguel Perez, Tag Team, uh, Beauty Pair, Sergeant Slaughter, Jack and Jerry Briscoe, Big Tom-ish Tomohiro Ishii, Blue Panther, and George Kidd. I can really only talk for Tomohiro Ishii like, as far as like in-depth how I'm going to. I guess we should start there. Um, Tomohiro Ishii getting in 60% of the vote <laughs> gets in before a lot of people. Yeah. This is a win for wrestling. This is a win for modern wrestling, for work rate, for someone having great matches, for someone basically deciding upon their own ability that they're going to be legendary. James, imagine if he had one sixteenth of Roman Reigns' push.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like, um, look, I, I'm not. Going there were a it lot
2: in. of things I was upset about with this observer um, Hall of Fame voting and all that. Yeah. The one thing was like Ishii got it in. I was so happy.
3: Yeah. Um, I forgot. I, I think I was because I didn't watch Dynamite um, live, so I was like away from my phone. Like for a long, long time, and I was away from like any message from any place that could have possibly sent me something for spoiling dynamite. So I had kind of forgot about the Observer newsletter stuff, and uh, I had, you know, I had thought about it. I think it was Friday, and um, I had just got out, I had just like ended, got done with the gym. I'm I'm exhausted, smoked. Can barely think anything. Just thought, oh, the observer thing, the whole thing, class kind Let me check it out. I'm look, bro. I am sitting against a wall. I'm so fucking tired. I, I, I pull up the observer, and I see the top I see that Ishi got in like at the, you know at the end of that sixty cutoff. I put a fist in the fucking air in celebration. <laughs> I was, I was so- I was exhausted, but I was happy, man. And, um, and yeah, like, I just, uh, as you mentioned, like, this is one of the greatest performers I've ever seen in my life. Um, and like, you know, uh, uh, it's a percentage of the vote, but it's like, if we can't get the people that are clinical specialists, right. in, then like, why even count it? Right. Like it's, it's a subjective thing. It's always gonna be a subjective thing. There are people in here that should be in here that aren't gonna be in for whatever one reason or another. But like there is no there are few people that have ever been as excellent as he has been in the ring. And if he's not gonna get into the pro wrestling hall of fame, then what the fuck are we really doing? Dude. Um and that's been kind of my point for all of this stuff. Like, you wanna say he's not a draw and the only thing he matters to is Korikins or whatever else. I'm not going to argue with you. I have nothing to argue as far as his drawing ability and none of that. My suggestion is, like, who else in the history of pro wrestling has had a, a decade-long run like he has? And then if you want to consider the other factors, like, at the age that it started. Yeah. If you don't like, want to care about it, whatever. But, like, this, he's been incredible for a decade straight now. A decade. Just. <clears throat> and I don't mean incredible like, oh, uh, you know. He's been, you know, one of the, he's been like one of the best wrestlers in America, or whatever. I know he has put it together a match catalog that can only be rivaled by like maybe two handfuls of pro wrestlers ever in this last decade. Obviously, it has something to do with the era. Obviously, it has something to do with obviously the G1 stuff. Obviously, it has to do with like the, the special era of wrestlers he was in in New Japan at the time. But like this dude. Like all those guys should be in, like eventually, like like. And that's and been my point about all this stuff. To begin with. this has been a special era. Kota Bushi and Naito went winning last year. Tanahashi, or sorry, uh, uh, Okada got in the year before. Tanahashi's already in. All these guys, all these guys are at the top of this thing. Should get in, except for like Shibata. Because Shibata's career ended so early. All of them should be in at the top of this. So uh, for me, like. There's more vindication of, like, this is how special this era was in this promotion. And, like, it's over, and now that we have time to get past it, and this man is still coming out here and doing this at this, at such a high level, we should not ignore that, like, oh, yeah, this guy actually was, like, as good as Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi and those G1s at that time. That should be fucking commended and remembered forever. So I'm glad he's in.
2: Yeah. Um, I sat on this show for years. I've gone on keeping the strong style, and I banged the drum about this man's greatness. How he should be main eventing the dome. Like, uh, like I like this is not a guy that was going to show up and mail it in uh, on a big show, small show. Don't, don't, no matter what, he, what, what show, he'll show up in fucking West Virginia and get over. Like, it doesn't matter what, what crowd. Not, don't uh, even say
3: it like it's a hypothetical. We've seen him come to America cold, and then come out here, and then the crowd's losing his mind for this for this guy that looks like a, a grandpa, a, a plumber.
2: fucking amazing. Looks looks like he can fix a good car, you know. (laughs) Yeah, this guy is sensational in like just like the basics of pro wrestling, like of how to manage drama, and you have ten to twelve minutes to do it. Tomohiro Ishii would have been phenomenal in any era because he would have excelled in short matches. Um, he would have excelled against like uh you know, people that, you know, either are super athletic or not. He's someone that it you always gotta wrestle the Ishii match. Right. And prove you can do it, not him. Could it's kinda imagine, like Walter in a sense. Yes.
3: Can you imagine if he had a match with like Pete Brock Lesnar? Can you imagine what that <laughs> would have fucking looked like? Like, you know, for years, for years I was like, bro, when we were doing these uh these fantasy drafts for social suplex, we always be like, bro. Get Ishii, get Roman Reigns, pair them together, Roman to have this match his career.
2: He's probably the like one of like the the probably two or three opponents that unfortunately Roman Reigns will never get that he needed yeah. in his career. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, and, I, when I, and earlier when I mentioned the uh, the drawing stuff for Korgans, whatever else, you also mentioned like the Rev Pro stuff, what else, like we mentioned Shibata, another example of that um, in the UK. But like, that's very small things to add to like his 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 powers draw. Like, you put that shit on paper, he is not an Observer, Wrestling Hall of Famer level draw. He absolutely is not. No one's making the argument. So uh, the argument is like, this dude it's is so better than... Uh, you look at all these first ballot people that made it with the bros. Can he outwork, can that per can, can he outwork Tomo Hirishi? No. Oh, it's all but like two dozen people? Then what the fuck are we doing?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, an all-time legend. Yeah. Like, happy that I never have to like, vote for him again. I don't have to uh, continue to argue about it. You won.
3: Like, it's one of those things where like, it's really simple, like, the the hall of famer thing in different sports is like you watched a guy for a certain amount of time or whatever else or so like is that a hall of famer or not and it's like snap judgment yes or no it's like all it comes down to will you remember him bro you know what have to happen to my brain for me not to remember tomorrow Ishii like <laughs> oh, years from now the kind of the kind of like i'll have to have the level of cte we think he may end up having uh for that to happen bro nah man he's incredible He's one of the first names I'll think of in this time we've been covering one uh, one nation radio. We cover wrestling. Uh, now we're in the decade of it. Now we're into a year eleven of it. He's one of the first names I'll co- I'll think of. Yeah.
2: Um. So I don't have too much more on on the other um inductees. I don't know if you wanted mention anything about a beauty pair or.
3: I mean, it made sense they got in. Even if it was, a, I think it's the first battle, or whatever. But it's, it's just you know we talked about it before. Like I thought they were slam dunk to get in, and I'm glad they did get in on the first one because. They're a template for so many other successful, um, like tag teams. And they drew like crazy. So, and you, you know, it's a dry promotion or a dry Hall of Fame when you think about it a lot. When you really think about it. So, yeah, yeah. they deserve to be in. So it made sense. Um, do we want to talk about people that didn't get in? Do need Absolutely.
2: To Absolutely. Uh, because when it comes to people that didn't get in, I was shocked and borderline appalled. That the young bucks did not get in first ballot. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Fifty five percent of the vote. They're five percent away. So they will get in. Presumably. Yeah, they'll get in next year. But they should have got on the first ballot. That's they not should have got in first ballot. And the people that robbed them, and um, the the historians or the retired wrestlers. One of there was one voting block that didn't vote for the young bucks at all. Completely left them off the ballot. They single handedly stopped the seven time. Uh, tag team of the year, match of the year having uh, best tag team of a fucking generation. Like, they single handedly stopped these guys from moonwalking in. Most influential tag team, uh, key to starting AEW merchandise monsters.
3: Makes no sense. Team the elite. We we talk about this pretty often. Like, I was also, I was also, I was probably more disgusted with uh, Moxie's uh, uh, vote oh, we're gonna
2: get to that. We're um, gonna get to that.
3: But it's like, hey, man, this is a this is the wrestling observer newsletter Hall of Fame. If you are voting in tag teams and a tag team has one tag team of the year, was it seven times? You said seven times. If they've won it seven times, they're not a first ballot Hall of Fame for that particular same uh, newsletters Hall of Fame. Then what the fuck are we doing?
2: All ballots should be exposed. At, like, the, it makes these make so sense? These- these cowards that didn't vote the Young Bucks, like I can handle the Young Bucks hey, not being a ninety percent and eighty percent. They can't go in.
3: Hey, Rich. JJ Watt won Defensive Player of the Year three times in four years. If he doesn't end up being a first battle Hall of Famer, what are we doing?
2: This is embarrassing. This is stupid. This is this stupid. is, in, this is this embarrassing. Is like
3: there, this, there is this is, look, this is intentional. Even if you don't like, even if you don't like their wrestling style, which, whatever, you cannot like their wrestling style. What you can't deny is that they drew ten thousand people to a building, and it's the first time someone did it that wasn't the uh, that wasn't WWE in this country in like twenty years. That alone should have got them there. Hey, 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 Cody Rhodes, Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Famer too. Now, I'm not just saying it's just the Young Bucks. Kenny Omega's already in. Cody is, too. He's one of those four people that drew those people to that fucking building. Um. So, yeah, this is dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really feel like going through the all the ways is dumb, but, like, I just... I, it's as simple as I can. They have the... They have the track record for drawing. It's there. They have the... In the own... In the same newsletter... The accomplishments and accolades who suggest they should be Hall of Famers in the same fucking newsletter. This is dumb. I don't know what a, I, don't, I don't give a fuck what these old timers think about their wrestling style. Their style is Look. their style in the worst Shawn Michaels, and that yeah. style has been influential and successful financially. The end.
2: Like, I don't know if Jim Cornette personally influenced all these people and Les Thatcher, and you know, <laughs> I'm throwing out names here, but like, um, just that the the line of thinking that has gone along with this stuff that has culminated in these guys having to be on this ballot, and pretty much all of us that follow such things, like oh, when the butts go on their first ballot, like there's there's nothing to worry about here. Turns out that sometimes you can't get past hate right away. Like niggas gonna wake up and hate. And, and that's what happened here.
3: Also, did you um, notice that CM Punk went up in voting this year? Yes. 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 Um, he had a worse year. He had a worse case this year than last year. Yeah. Got more votes. What are we Amazing. doing? What what, Amazing. what are the wars doing?
2: Amazing. There's there's more than that. So, like, but, but just mean, the a lot of stuff. I'm
3: I, just pointing it out. I'm just pointing yeah, it out. Yeah, we're we're
2: going to get to it. I got a, a couple of, like other things, but I think it was – an affront to the institution, and these people should turn their ballots in, stop voting on this shit because you clearly don't want to vote correctly. Like it, you it don't is. even want to come up with a reason aside from like, nah, fuck them.
3: Like I, this like, is the reason why I get annoyed when people do the stuff with their ballots where they're like, all right, um, we got X number of votes to use. I'm not going to use all of them. I talked. We talked about this on uh on, with JD on Red Leaf Retrocast. Was like, I, I. What are we doing? If you think if your thing is your too your your eyes for a Hall of Famer is too prestigious, whatever else, then like I need you to like not vote because now you're you're, you're messing up. The, you're skewing this thing. You're messing up. You're making it harder for people to get in. It's like I don't know what you're doing. Like this isn't your Hall of Fame. This is a Hall of Famer asking you to vote on behalf of. It's not. It's not the same thing. You're two different objectives. Um. So yeah.
2: Roman Reigns, fifty-two percent. Um.
3: Well, that's a pretty big jump from last year, wasn't it?
2: Last year he had thirty one.
3: So, um,
2: yeah. you know, if he has another year, like he'll get in He's at, a, at a high in. level. He's getting in. I would consider voting for him next time. He's getting in. Um, um,
3: look, whether or not he he whether or not I think he should get in right now is another thing. I'm willing to say he has time still to get himself in. Uh, I think that people, you know, as we talked about it before. As far as him, you know, the reason why, reason why he still didn't get in now is, like, enough time has to pass of, like, when he, like, had these unsuccessful main event runs in in um, WrestleMania to, like, now it's like, all right, he's it's more successful on this back end. It's like, you have to get distance from that immediate, you know, mid to late 2010s run of just, like he's a failing babyface supposed to like nah he's a successful hill that's top hill and top babyface in the promotion um and the more he does that the more it'll it'll go higher and higher until he's eventually in and whatever um i just find it funny that like <laughs> his matches are worse than ever his matches are yeah. worse than ever and like he's and people see him as a bigger deal and it's like uh, okay I mean, look, this, the Bloodline storyline is definitely, in. All, really Sami Zayn in the Bloodline storyline has taken it to new heights, absolutely has. So, um, like, I'm glad they were able to figure something out. I'm still trying to figure out what they're going to move off to after this because, like, we're now running on fumes of fumes of fumes with this Bloodline thing. Uh, but, you know, he's not here long enough for for people to now hold that against him because now it's all falling on the Usos and in, in Sokoa so, in Heyman. So, whatever.
2: I just don't know how to explain business not changing at all when he's not around. Like I <laughs> um as you mentioned, CM Punk up three percent. Um my my one year ban on voting for him is over now, so I would consider voting for him next year. All right. Um but you mentioned him going up three percent. I thought that was kind of funny because I imagine where those votes probably came from. Oh man. <laughs> Jim Johnson, forty four percent. Shingo Takagi, forty one percent. Um on his first year on the ballot. So that's a great starting point. And I think Shingo's gonna, with beauty pair going in, a lot of people
3: clearing out. Right. He
2: kind of leaps to the top of the uh of the Japan pile right now. Do we know who's um, added
3: on to next year's pile in that region?
2: We do. Um, that, that is going year. to be uh Zach Saber Jr. will be there with him. Uh See? Yoshihiro
3: Takayama. See, Rich, he ain't never coming over here. Saber ain't never coming over here.
2: Kento Miyahara, uh, Grand mm-hmm. Hamada, and Kochi Yoshizawa. So... Okay. Uh, I,
3: uh... Well, obviously, he's going to do better than Saber. Obviously. Um, yeah.
2: I, I think Shingo is going to get in next year. So, um, <laughs> it, like, Zack Saber Jr., you got to think, like, he has a lot more great matches. Like, if you just pull up his game right, right, matches, right. then, like, you expect. So, right. like, yeah, there's something um, that I think there's a conversation to be had about ZSJ.
3: There is from the in-ring perspective. Uh, the problem I, I is, would
2: never consider him among the, the best guys. Like, because right. he was there at the same time, Ishii was all there. Right. I don't think he was close to Ishii. His
3: and his, pro, but his problem is going to be his style is divisive. I don't think there's anybody that watches Ishii's matches that has watched Ishii's matches that are in his think his matches are as divisive as like some of the saber stuff. Like some of the saber stuff is a turnoff. It for and some of it was for us too. Um, there's also the problem where like a lot of his great stuff is also and talked off and Noah. a lot of people didn't see that shit. Um, hmm. that will vote for him from this from for this newsletter. So, uh, is he a Hall of Fame level act? I think so. Will he get in? That's the real question, right? Um, yeah, JY, uh,
2: JYD it, going up from 38 to 39 percent. So. He's in historical now, so it might be kind of a long fight. So, um, yeah. the 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 fight for JYD continues. Um, uh, the he was doing great in the public bowing, then the private ones came in, and guess he didn't do so much. Gotcha. Uh, the Briscoes debut with thirty seven percent on the ballot. Not bad. Good spot. Good spot for them to debut at. Steiner's lost tons of support, probably due to the Rick Steiner stuff. Uh, Makes with, sense. Yep. So, um,
3: I didn't think Ran- of that, but it makes sense.
2: Randy Orton and Edge, uh, Randy Orton 31%, Edge 30%. Um, let's see, Tony Schiavone 28%, down 4% from last year. Uh, Edge went down 3%, 3% as well. Left the fan. Amazing. <laughs> um, and that, look, look. That's not the only person we bought to bring that up for. Um, We got Goldberg with only 23%. Becky Lynch, 22%.
3: Yeah. And uh, I saw that percentage. I saw
2: a long way to go.
3: Yeah. uh, I saw Meltzer uh, made a case that like because of like, are we just never putting women on here again? Cause if, cause if Becky don't make it, then no woman's going to make it again. That's like in the, that's like in the, in this particular like contemporary space. And like, he has a great point about that. Like, if you are going to vote on the part, like the sexism is a thing in this, uh, in this world or whatever else. And then like, you know, the same way we be able to le- measure success of like, you know, coaches at smaller schools or whatever else, right? Like, I don't expect Bill Snyder to at Kansas State to have had you know being able to have to pull off the same thing that Joe Paterno or or um, Bob was able to pull off before the same Penn State. But, uh, you know, like you have to have a recognition of like the limitations of what was you're dealing up going up against to be able right. to tell how great a coach is based off of the the situation. So like when it comes to Becky Lynch, it's like yeah, she should get more consideration than this, and if she's only at twenty two. After having a, a a legacy or not legacy, but having a, a a year to add it to her legacy, then fuck.
2: Yeah, that's gonna be tough. Yeah, uh, but she's not in the worst position of all these people. Um, there is more. So, um, Rossi Ogawa down two percent. Uh, he's at nineteen. Matt and Jeff Hardy eighteen percent. They were at thirty percent last year. So never happened. In an em- absolutely embarrassing. Display John Moxley 13%. This is arguably more outrageous than the Young Bucks not going in first ballot. A man, and I got in a Discord argument with a couple people that claimed that looking at Wrestling Observer newsletter awards for the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame is a surface level, shallow thing. To research a candidate on. I'm like, I'm sorry. What? It, it only adds up with the history of the awards. Like, like you find me someone that's not named Mystico, and even Mystico finally went in. You find me somebody that's won two of these, two flare Thes, and not got like I can handle that he didn't go in, right? I can get I can get that, right? But thirteen percent, and he's won Flair Thez twice
3: in the last one three years. This isn't like some mean... this some old thing. This is recent.
2: What well, one of these like 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 things like where yeah man he won in two thousand twenty, which is like one of the hardest pro wrestling years anybody's ever faced for that award. Like, it just makes me think. Oh wow, people were really upset. He left WWE, like. That's all I can think of for him.
3: Like, <laughs> it's, something that don't, it's something that doesn't make sense, man. It just doesn't. Like Osprey, I'm sorry, you uh, You look at his work between AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling since he left WWE. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. It doesn't. Like, I'm sorry, nah, man. Like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you, right? I just don't know. Like, I don't. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, if you want to say, well. He only has two years or three years, or whatever, since he left that matter or whatever. So it's like, okay, those, those years are pretty fucking awesome.
2: James, less people voted for him than Ole Anderson.
3: Yeah. What are we
2: doing here?
3: I I, I don't know. Maybe they didn't see Texas Deft this year. I don't know. Maybe they right. didn't see the Orange Cassidy match this year. I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe, the th- situation is, like, the people he wrestling, they consider goofball, so therefore it is illegitimate. I don't know.
2: Like, do they not see what his, like, match catalog looks like, his Bro, historical significance? His and then, like, you know.
3: He's one of the four most important wrestlers in the second biggest promotion in, in America. I mean, for yeah. it. He's one of the four biggest uh, names or acts in the history of the second most successful American pro wrestling company ever. Financially. This is dumb. This,
2: this is, is dumb. like this is one of the dumbest voting totals that I think. Like, I've if you were ever to say,
3: Rich, if you were to come away and be like, hey, um, like, A- could he B- get like forty five percent?
2: Like, I-, I feel like that's like okay. Anything under that I feel like is like, hey man, what are we doing?
3: Kenny Omega, John Moxley, Chris Jericho. And then throw in your name in a hat, whether it's, you know, uh, whether it's MJF or it's Cody. If you want to split the difference and say it's not, it's just those three that I mentioned, leave those two away because they're, they're, you know, because whatever, fine. But like the part where like those three, like two of them are no doubt Hall of Famers or no doubt Hall of Famers based in, you could honestly just say, based off of what they did to get this off the ground and now we're four years into it. And you consider like how long four years actually is when you consider like, how fast in uh, AEW or WCW rolls and fell. It's like, all right, man, I, 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 I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what we're doing. Uh, maybe, you know, some things clear up some with some of these people out the ballots or whatever else people will come to their senses. But like, maybe he has to go out here and have another and win a third Flair Thez. I don't know. was
2: what I was, was, was going to say. I was like, yo, maybe he'll just have to win Flair Thez again. Like,
3: I who <laughs> who like maybe he'll have to like... Maybe they, maybe they think the first two were a fluke. I don't know.
2: Yeah, man, it's um quite disgusting. I think that 13%. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I think he caught I think he caught some of the yeah he he, he you're not in WWE anymore. What, what um, Roman year
3: has been better than any of these Moxie years? In none. AEW? None. Yeah, I I yeah I don't know. And he got fifty something percent on the ballot after being dropped off too. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. Like maybe maybe they're maybe it's like a you know he was less or they pushed him less than Seth or Roman when they broke up the Shield back then so we're dinging him for that or something and it's like well how come every time they were in bad situations they kept sending Moxie out there or sorry sending Ambrose out there to save their sorry asses proverbially sorry asses have they you know, have that, they not considered
2: that. When they when they had to the staple both of them like like when we talked about uh, Doctor Dre, right. uh, when, when y'all still wasn't doing too good, who's the doctor that told you to go
3: see? Dr. Y'all Ambrose. been looking up closely, like Doctor Ambrose, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 I don't know what's going on, man. It makes no sense. Trish May-
2: Stratus hangs on to the ballot
3: at eleven percent. Y'all keep doing this. Stop it. Trish Stratus got two percent less of the vote than John Moxley.
2: Embarrassing. Let's get to even more embarrassing, James. Falling off the ballot with less than ten percent of the vote. <laughs> <laughs> Seth freaking Rollins. I all I gotta say is
3: I knew it. You thought he was gonna follow the ballot? They yes. Like Okay. I thought I didn't. That's, that was surprising to me.
2: guy has demonstrated himself to be unlikable overrated and like
3: but but but, but rich constantly guys, behind on hold on, hold on. rich but where is Randy Orton on this list, on this list again you just said two things that also describe Randy Orton he's in the 30s what the fuck?
2: you forgot all the old people love Randy Orton because he does headlocks and he would have been a night off for them working <sighs> with them. Um,
3: okay, good point. I forgot. You're right.
2: But Seth Rollins, <laughs> it, it's just objectively hilarious that he fell off the ballot when you consider Trish Stratus stayed on the ballot. Uh, John Moxley stayed on the ballot. Roman Reigns obviously stayed on the ballot. His wife. His wife stayed on the ballot. His
3: wife more than doubled him.
2: Correct. Uh, his,
3: look, you know, like. I actually was wearing a uh, a horsewoman t-shirt earlier today. Um like I'm sorry, Becky ain't got the match catalog that Seth Rollins does. This is this is, like I just, look, even even the knowledge and like the differences in whatever it's like, hey man, we can't are you really like are we really look are we are we really are we really saying that, that, that Becky deserves t- over twice the vote that Seth Rollins has? That's kind of that that's a little mm. bit too much, man. That's a little bit too much. Like, if you, like, if you want to say that, like, Becky should be at a 40 and Seth should be in the 20s or whatever else, I, I mean, I guess, or whatever else, but, like, his ass fell off the ballot, like, maybe it was something in the, in, like, the, in the voting that fucked him, that got him fucked over, I don't know, where it's, like, this ain't your year, kid, so you gotta follow the ballot, but, like, he don't get his ass sent on the ballot, like, you know, two, three years from now, again... And it has to be up out again. And I look. I wonder, you know, if he's gonna fuck himself up by like getting on Melzer's bad side again. You know, he'd be going back and forth with each other for years now. And like, you like, you know what? I'm not putting you in the battle no more. I'm done. Enough. Fuck you. Oh, uh, we'll see.
2: It's funny, you know. Like, you know, I just heard you hear about the greatness of Seth Rollins from a lot of these people. You know, the the three and a half star Savior. Um,
3: he's <laughs> treating like he's Cody now.
2: Yeah, It's he's like, no, like, nah, man. Like, I wouldn't. Like, I don't look at stuff and see any kind of like dominant personality. I don't look at him and see like someone that is like he. Like, he's just goofy. Like, like he's like a non-threatening individual. Like, <laughs> like I don't he, know what this has to do with
3: wrestling, but okay.
2: Yeah, like I don't know, like it's just, just it all don't like add up. Like, like these are all unrelated things that turns out like it don't be adding up when it's time for him to be the man. Like, it's just something about. But him, he's not the man. Roman's the man. There's that too. When they give but, but, him that but fucking. But my, but my thing is like, when they give him is, that is, geek oh, world on. title.
3: Well, I guess I'm asking is like, is it the point now where it's like Roman's the only one that's ever going to get in now in a in WWE and no one's ever going to get in now?
2: Probably like, look at these vote totals. Like, he's the only one within striking distance. Aside right, from but, like, right, it but depends, I'm saying, but, depends on how you feel about CM Punk. Like, right, I mean, but,
3: but I've long, but you know, I've long been like, hey, man, like, if we're just never going to put any WWE people in here. Then, like, that kind of sucks. Um, and I feel the same way. And like, now, like, when I see Moxie's numbers, I see the young not getting in the first bout. I'm like, so we're just like, we're just not putting any modern Americans in, any, any I, modern people in America, in unless they like they've had like an exclusive history in Japan or like some extenuating thing that makes people be like makes old timers be like, nah, that guy could have wrestled in our era, so therefore we can vote him as opposed to fuck over these people that wrestle in today's era. Like it's I weird, it's, it's really I, weird.
2: I think it's less that, and I think it's more. There's a logjam starting in modern U.S. right now, and.
3: Well, it's going to take a couple we'll, years. We'll think about what started the log jam.
2: <laughs> if we start not putting people. If we start. Just, if we
3: basically start at 2000. If we basically only put in what, uh, like like seven the
2: downturn people of from- like stars like that. That's what really started. It. Like you know, Randy Orton and Edge and all these people that would we start were pushed bigger than they actually were. Like started it. Like, and I, I, I think.
3: I guess where I'm getting at is if we're not going to change the standard or definition of what is a uh, Hall of Famer to the standards of back when there was no fucking internet, then like, then like, then what are we doing? You know, that's kind of where I'm getting at. It's like, hey, man, like we have like this is this is different now. This is different.
2: That, and that thing if, if we're not going to light. acknowledge
3: that, then like this Hall of Fame is going to look. At like ass cheeks for like entire generations of pro wrestling fans. They'd be like, Hey bro, if I put, if I, if I go in on the YouTube and pull out some black and white tape, of a motherfucker losing a match. Cause they miss a drop kick compared to, um, the shit that I grew up on. I'm not trying to hear from you old timers. It's good. It's going to look funny. the yeah, light. You know it just is.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think Seth should, um, get over, you know, get good, get you good. Know. Here you go. Yo, know, get good, you know. Like, hey, man, you
3: fell off the ballot, my nigga. You've been in WWE. Hey, man, wrestling America ain't good for you. You know, wrestling uh, America is not good for you. You know, the look, the voting public seems appears to be like less knowledgeable than compared to like uh, people that are the pure fans that that vote in um, that vote for the Japanese uh, or the Mes- or the Mexico uh, regions. It just seems like it.
2: It just seems like because like,
3: they're willing to adjust the expectations and change uh, in like the economy and in like entertainment and there's and is not being com- and these accommodations are not being made for modern American, I'm not American fans, American the modern American like, um, candidates is what I going to say. It's just it's weird to me. It's been weird for me for a long time, and it's like I'm trying to put my. It feels like there's a bunch of things.
2: A lot of bad be, like, booking de-
3: talking about all this stuff.
2: A lot of these guys are all. A lot of these guys are victims of the same Booker, right? That have used them and fucked them up to varying degrees. Absolutely. But like, I don't know if Severance has done enough to distinguish himself. When every time he's given a title towards the top, it doesn't really ever set the world on fire. It doesn't ever really like end up on top. Actually, like he's always underneath. Like you know. Whatever the real person's doing, and was he underneath
3: 2015?
2: He wasn't. Look, Roman Reigns was champion essentially without the belt,
3: <laughs> and <laughs> but, Seth Rollins. But Seth was doing better work than Roman at the time too.
2: But the way they were pushing him was making him an absolute geek, tanking That's the true. ratings. That's true. And and they had made that man lose something like 21 matches in a row and shit as the champion. Like it was, it was comedic. Like the way they were pushing Seth in 2015. And it was like, yeah, man, y'all should have just like made Roman the champion and bit the bullet. Like th- this was wasteful. Like, and I think that really hurt stuff. Like, and then you get to him not knowing how to connect as a baby face for a long time, and then now his entire thing is built upon dressing funny and people chanting his song, and it's like, what else you got? And you know, you see how Cody comes back in, right? They have these guys together on a Survivor Series team,
3: right?
2: Uh, next week, yep. Seth Rollins is the quote-unquote world heavyweight champion. Cody is on the posters. Cody is the team captain.
3: Cody's the biggest star right now. I, we we know I, that.
2: I agree. And and how did Seth Rollins let this happen?
3: Well, he didn't go to A- he didn't he didn't start AEW and then get poached. I mean,
2: you know when he comes I mean, back oh, in.
3: Let's think about it. let's think about it. let's think about it. We pull Seth Rollins from 2019 off the shelf, 2018 off the shelf. We get Cody Rhodes 2018 off the shelf. Given what we know about about Tony Khan. Right and how he absolutely did not. He said we are not making that fucking guy our world champion. I think that he would rather have chosen Seth than, than Cody. I think so. Well, I, I don't know this. I just have a feeling that it, his aesthetic general until recently <laughs> is more for <laughs> someone who runs like Seth more than Cody. Um. So yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's, it's been it's been really weird. Not, not a great to, talker. Not, my question is my thing is actually about, isn't specifically about. Seth in this moment as opposed to is this going to be a whole block of nobody from America ever getting voted in even like guys that like finish top five and Flair thes. I'm not talking about Seth and this because he he's, he's never finished off. I don't think.
2: I don't think Orton and Edge have either. Like that's maybe what Edge did.
3: That's what I'm getting at. So we have we also have these other motherfuckers that are non-outstanding too that are had like three times the vote. And your whole explanation is well, you know, Easy Night of the thing, or Easy Night or whatever else, and Seth is dangerous because Hart said he was dangerous at one time because three three random ass things happened. It's like, hey man, that's
2: a long time.
3: Yeah, he ain't soul since.
2: He's gonna have to compile and retire to get in this. Like, he's, he's been compiling. Compil-
3: That's what I'm getting at.
2: But, like, that man's rich. compiling, like, mid.
3: Like, he's not,
2: he's rich, not compiling these rich. superstar years, like rich. AJ Styles neither, or something. But
3: neither has fucking Randy Orton. Pull up Randy Orton's cage match, and, and Randy Orton's cage match ain't better than Tam McConnell's.
0: But you you know pull why. up
3: Seth. Now what do you think it looks like compared to Seth?
0: You know,
2: you know why that is though with Randy Orton. Randy Orton, his last name is Orton. They all worked with his dad. They love that guy. He, Randy Orton is the guy that has Hall of Fame ability but does not have a Hall of Fame resume. Absolutely. Like, th- that does not have Hall of Fame like work ethic.
3: He has Hall of like. Fame stretches of giving a fuck for like two or three months at a time before he eventually gets hurt and comes back to not give a fuck again.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I would, I would, I would probably compare him with Edge, if anything, rather than Randy Orton, because Edge doesn't have a daddy. He doesn't have a famous daddy or anything.
3: <laughs> I, I will say this. I think, I think Edge has, to- has a higher, has a higher ceiling historically in WWE in his career than Seth does. Would you disagree?
2: This is a good argument for um, Chad? Yep. <laughs> I think he would go with Edge personally, but you know, he yeah, doesn't have Steph, to
3: like, but, where the where the fuck is well, I don't think there's an Undertaker WrestleMania 24 uh thing, um, that, that Seth has,
2: yeah, yeah, I mean Logan Paul was good.
3: But I don't um, like what Seth thing is as good as like the scene of stuff with Edge. Is there anything like that? I don't think so. I think you have to get chills,
2: A good mid-card match. Um, trying to remember. He he missed a couple years, and he That's got true. like shunted down the card That's true. a couple years. The Triple H match I didn't love. Um, 2018 was in a three-way for the IC belt. The Brock match was like this Rich. kind of short squash.
3: Right. The real match was that SummerSlam
2: match. They he wrestled saved. Kevin Owens in the, in the fucking... Um, Performance center. I don't think you can really, you know, do you want to go to bat like with that? I don't think you do. Um 2021, uh fought Cesaro, 2022 was Cody. Might be the Cody match. That might be his best one.
3: Yeah, that ain't as good as this that ain't as good as hell that uh that WrestleMania 24 main event. Yeah. It's just not. No, not against him. It's just not
2: yeah, and I mean, look at the position it was at on the card. Like, it was, you know, it was in the middle of the show, it was kind of a featured match, but he don't he, never he was get to like, wrestling an
3: unadvertised wrestler. Yeah. Last time they had an unadvertised wrestler, uh, wrestler match, people were saying, well, what's, the world, what's wrong with Undertaker being John Cena in three fucking minutes or whatever the oh, fuck it man. was?
2: You remember that? That's so funny. Oh,
3: my God. I mean, that's. What... never promi- They never promised that. That's. I think that show changed this. Changed, that particular WWE show changed this show more than any other show ever.
2: That show changed this network, and I'll let that one yeah. ride.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. Well, yeah. Going on the ballot next year, Cody Rhodes, uh, Samoa Joe. I bet he
3: won't fall off the list. I bet he won't fall off the ballot.
2: Kevin Owens. He should not fall off the ballot. Um. Usos. Are you ready for that? Um,
3: brother, where 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 the Usos coming in at? Where do you where do you predict them coming in at?
2: Twenty five percent
3: higher than Becky Lynch, yeah,
2: because
3: they're they're attached
2: to the bloodline shit. Like people are gonna
3: uh, okay, because I was going maybe ask, ask you because I was gonna ask you what fucking Usos match is as good as Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair, Last Woman Standing? I ain't, I ain't seen that one.
2: I would probably go to like, the Hell in a Cell match with the, with the New Day.
3: Uh, that was a good one. You're right. That's a good one. All right. Then you want to go through the next five? Uh, Becky versus Uso's matches? Because <laughs> I think mm. Becky might have the beat. No. Yeah, yeah okay. Just want to make fucking sure. All right.
2: Also, the Uso's going to get that, Uh, you know, work with their daddy. They might get the old time. <laughs> <party. laughs> Cody. <laughs> They work with their daddy. There's a, there's a lot of nepotism coming on. Oh, the, uh, you're right. Look, you're Bray right. Bray Wyatt's going on this thing next year. You're who's going work, on. Got Bray Wyatt's going on next oh, year. Man. Work with their daddy. Deathbomb. No all that. I ain't got nothing to say about Bray Wyatt. I ain't got Except nothing to say about Bray Wyatt. I have nothing to say about Bray Wyatt. So I would not vote him in the WrestleMania newsletter Hall of Fame. That yeah,
3: that's that's as, that's as, that's as simple as I'm going to say it. That's it. That's that's all I'm going to say too. I'm moving on. Um. We, we got to archive. go check it out. we we
2: can give you all the 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 arguments uh, regarding you to, Bray Wyatt. You go to the
3: spot. You can go to the Spotify link. Type in One Eight Radio Bray White, and I'm sure some shit will pop up. That you can go find it <laughs> on a timestamp. I not. There's not a time place or place right now for it. It's just not.
2: Yeah, man. So uh, I guess James, it's been a while. I got to hit the music. <laughs> Shindy Han Stardom Wrestling.
3: All right. So um, this morning it was announced that uh, for the Osaka pay per view this coming. Well, you can't hear me.
2: No, I was gonna say, wake it up,
3: wake it up. Oh. Uh, they they announced that they are uh, for the upcoming uh, November second Osaka pay per view that they are vacating the uh, red belt and also the tag belts uh, because of NASApoy and uh, uh, uh injuries. And um, they, for the red belt, will be um, having a tournament. Now, um, on one side of the bracket, basically, um, Suzu Suzuki has yet to be able to challenge for the red belt after winning the Grand Prix. So uh, the, um, the other... So she's already advanced through and there would be a four person tournament to get the spot um, for facing Suzu uh, at Sumo Hall um, I believe and uh, it's four person tournament um, one match I saw was like Ami Serae versus who Rich um, Micah was it Micah I know Micah's in it
2: for, for the tournament is Ami Serae and Micah and okay. then Momo versus Mina
3: Right, right, right. So, um, freshens up. Fresh is up what turned into a disastrous year for the Red Belt this year. Um, just poor planning. Poor planning. Injuries fucked up everything. What was planned for, you know, the champion. What was planned for the who's probably going to win the Grand Prix originally. Um, and also, just, just, uh, just a mess. Like this thing has been a mess ever since. Honestly, they took it off of Shuri. Um People wanted Tam to win the belt at the time because they did not like the Ice Lore from Julia, even though me and you both liked the ice lore, they were like, Take it off of her. And then what followed that was, well, we're gonna take the belt off Julia, and then we're not actually gonna have Tam defend the the belt like normal. We're gonna have her have White belt versus red belt matches, then defend the white belt, then go back, and then like, oh, it's Grand Prix time. Now there's nobody defending anything. Oh, except for she faces a fucking outsider. Match overachieved. Cool. Then we get out to Grand Prix. Who, who's the first challenger? Nasako. Nasco with an unfathomable, blown-out knee-to-big-match uh, to ratio since 2020. Um... And this is where we're at. So, like, we have had...
2: I, I gotta say, I gotta have give had a point. Six
3: title, we have had six red belt title defenses this year. That stinks.
2: I I gotta give a point to Julia as far as the, the Julia I with better red belt champion. Gotta, gotta go with
3: Julia. Oh, you got to. Because oh, one. one got because got Sousa Suzuki and Maya Yuki. And the other one got the Megasis and Natsuko Tora. And then Natsuko, because you can't go up for the fucking move, blows out of fucking knee. Fuck. Anyway... You know.
2: Zach um, Porter wrote me this morning. He said it was the end of the run of scam Nakano. I have never heard Nakano.
3: that. I,
2: I've never heard that phrase before. That and fun? I, that's funny. I died um, laughing, but also Nat you had to hand it in.
3: Yeah. I don't know exactly what her injury is. I believe that, uh, I was told it's something similar to like a neck issue. similar to, uh, Utami's. So, um,
2: get well know. soon. Nat that's
3: Yeah. Uh, you know, this year this this, this roster's been beat to hell no, all year, man. Amazing. Like
2: this, this, like I don't know. If we have delved into all the injuries and all that. And we haven't like we haven't like you know it's been a while since we talked about Stardom. Because quite that, frankly, I
3: haven't. I, Rich, I have not watched anything in Stardom since the Grand Prix final. Because I was like, all right, like I, or actually not the Grand Prix final, but ever since like Tam defended the one after the Grand Prix, and I was like, okay, so like I think she just blew out her knee. And then that match got called off because, and then Tam got pulled from that, uh, from the tag league. And I was like, I think, I think she blew her knee and now they're just wasting time. And I'm like, all right, remember, I told you this, what, how many weeks ago? I was Like, I think they they should make her vacate the belt. Mm -hmm. And now, two, three weeks after I said this, now they're vacating the thing. It's like, what the fuck was the holdup?
2: Yeah, I I think the schedule is like, ran them down. Um, It has it has, and it's Tons like there's there's no debating this now. Like the schedule is random down. The horror style is is running a lot of these people down, and it's like something to consider. Like as far as like the overloading of the schedule,
3: um, like going from basically two shows a week to three, that's a big fucking deal, man. And I understand that like um, a lot of these matches are still the you know standard. The average starter match still the standard know faction versus faction multi-person match but when they get people in these positions they have these singles matches they they are still dropping each other on their necks hitting each other hard headbutting each other shoot headbutts and clunking headbutts and all that kind of stuff like this is a really really violent promotion and i don't i, I don't know if we've been because uh, we've been covering so long we've been desensitized to it but like it's that's been the way it's going and then when you you know keep churning out pay-per-views every two weeks This is where you end up at, and then you know, like, there's also the part where we've had trouble with like trying to figure out how to roster position or, or kayfabe these uh, these IWGP uh, women's titles oh, yeah. between Strong and and uh, and uh, the the domestic belt, and it's kept them out. T- it has kept Julia and Mayu from the title picture and had them away from you know what could be you know quality or high level matches, pay per views, main event pay per views, pay per view main events for uh, stardom. And it's it's just been it's been a mess, and like quite frankly, it feels like ever since they you know did the Yokohama Budokan show, like to break out the patterns of you know having your long title reigns, people you know because Rossi felt like he had got predictable and still that these gonna be long run belts or whatever else. It's like injuries keep piling up. The people you want to win to do these things and change things, or whatever else, end up getting hurt. The ideas don't seem as well thought out as they used to be. Um, it's it's just been, you know, the universe unit stuff isn't as strong as it used to be. The nerfing of, DD, of DDM hurt this year. Um, it's been a lot of problems this year. Um, and it's like the first year where I haven't been in love with stardom is I like loved everything about it. Just, just the first year. Um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, Micah in in Suzu or Momo or Mina can jumpstart this thing, um, but I think they need yeah. some rejiggering, and I feel like there should be like a consolidation of the units. Obviously, there's you know,
2: should they do a unit graph all, all over again?
3: I don't think they'll ever do that again because they haven't done that since Bushiro bought them. Got you. Um, I wouldn't mind it because I think they need to. You know, uh, the rosters have been too stretched or not not stretched. That's not the word.
2: Yeah, we know Though, Momo. I feel like the won. roster
3: positioning within the within the units have been kind of weird. Um and I feel like if you could fix some of this if you can use a draft to fix some of this stuff, you can kind of get back to where stardom was the previous 4 years or whatever.
2: We, we know Momo ain't winning. Um <laughs> so we could just eliminate her right match. now.
3: She, she would have the best match with Suzu. Yeah. She absolutely would.
2: Um Maybe maybe they let her do that and fight Suzu, but you know, let Suzu win, but that'd be funny. Um, I
3: think I think that means Momo wouldn't then move to O in seven in Rebel matches.
2: Jesus Christ.
3: Um
2: so Micah versus Ami. I think you gotta go with Micah there. Yeah. Um Momo versus Mina that can go either way that can go but either like way they have there's, uh, there's a lot of torture possibilities for, for uh the the mina fan base the momo fan base and the micah fan base they all are gonna have to
3: battle it out <laughs> you're right uh you're right because ultimately I, I i feel like at this point now like suzu has to win the white has to win the red belt regardless of whoever they pick uh like i mean they could pick micah because you know in the final of the Grand Prix this year, the crowd overwhelmingly wanted Micah to win. They still just went with Suzu anyway. Um but I feel like he kinda already went down this route and you decided to put Suzu through uh um, imagine It's like they didn't even do that when um, when Hashiki uh had to had to vacate the white belt. Like they, they put Julia in the tournament. Like mm-hmm. she won a tournament and they're like, Yeah, go go uh face Who was it? Go face, I think it was Konami. Yeah. Go face Konami and then go face Tam.
2: Wonder what Shuri's doing. To she's doing a she's note. doing
3: uh a UWF stuff still. Like she faced Mina in a UWF match a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, and then she faced uh a a, a foreigner, I think her name was called Scandinavian Savage. Uh yeah. Let's for You.
2: She's yeah. fighting Nanai Sagahashi in I a heard. UWF match. I heard or we could put the red belt on Nanai.
3: I mean, um, I don't see the point of doing that now in 2023. Just, JD. Just to fuck with JD,
2: yeah, strictly for that. That the one man. I believe. Where's JD from? Is he from
3: Maine? I forgot what state he's from. Uh, he's from he's from he's from, he's from, he's from, he's from up, my area. He's from the up north area. Yeah, yeah. He's from yeah. that northeast corridor.
2: One single man from the northeast. This is for.
3: Nana Takahashi.
2: You keep your passion high. Um But yeah, man, um uh, we got the return of Kamatani and um Is it Tommy uh, Back Itami, too? Yes, it's Tommy Hayashista, both back. Uh a blessing from from above. Uh Say is back. Uh and it is uh, you know, I think if there's an easy story in the promotion to tell, it's like these guys have got back together. They settled everything. They're back. Put them with the tag belts. You know, let let them go after those. Strap them up, and then get them ready for a collision course in like a year, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, for for you know, ultimately Sai Kamatani, like winning it off of Utami somehow. Um, get that second Utami run. Uh, which I think she's more than capable and ready to do and then you know it kind of lines up it looks like saya was about to get you know tapped on the head anyway this year you know before she got you know injured so very excited to see them back
3: yeah um i think at this point now i think we've kind of kind of got to come to the conclusion like stardom is better when the top stars as far as storyline tellers are not the champion um Mm -hmm. like when you put saya kamatani or shuri even though Shuri had a great story to get to the white belt or Utami, and you put them in the, re- make them the red or white belt champion. And then you allow like people like starlight kid or Julia or Tam to basically carry the undercard and make the, uh, the, 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 you know, the mid card or upper mid card in important in things you care about. It, it fills out the show a lot. The show's a lot better. Um, but when, and I'm not saying that it means you never make Tam or Julia or Starlight Kid, the, the champions, that'd be fucking stupid. They're the top stars or some of the top stars. Uh, but it just feels it in retrospect, doing this way. Now looking at it, it's like, uh, maybe it's just a bad batch. We got, we got a bad, you got to, you know, this is a bad simulation. If you just press reset on the, on the, on the PlayStation, it'll work out smoother, but injuries piled up and it just. It just didn't work out the way you you would have wished yeah. it would. Like if you had told me that Julia and Tam's white belt runs would have would have went out worked, worked out this way, after leaving Sumo yeah. Hall, I'd be like, You're out of your fucking mind. Um yeah. it, it, it's it's quite frankly shocking how it, how this worked out. It is,
2: about an hour ago, um Kidani uh, revealed that it tried to scale back on injuries and start them, they're no longer gonna hold major shows in the middle of tournaments. Good. Yeah. Find I me?
3: Mean? You know what that means? If you wanna do a paper, a big show, uh a, a, a big show thing, it is build up like what they did on, you know, some of these uh Grand Prix shows. Like they were selling those pay per views and those pay per views had like stuff like Mayu versus Shuri on them. You know? Tam versus Shuri. Like Julia versus uh who did Julia face? Um
2: Remember when they blew like that? I think it was like a, a Utami and um julia match. it was like that was that set. was gonna
3: be the final night of the grand prix but utami ended up getting hurt so they can't even blow wow. that off
2: there was some match that they were gonna do and it was like
3: what the fuck like it was uh, julia utami because they had never touched they had never oh. had a singles match but they but that they, they ended up getting quote unquote spared by that because utami got hurt and she had to withdraw mm-hmm. um yeah man there's uh there's been just a lot of injuries like a lot of people being nicked up you know, and a lot of, you know, look, when I saw that Mayu had a finger injury and she sat out because of finger injury, I was like, all right, p- people drag, uh, look, p- there's a lot of, also people are dragging because like, we've seen Mayu fucked up and still go out there and wrestle.
2: <laughs> you know, Stardom got the knees on load management, you there's know.
3: Been- <laughs> Shit, that's a good one. I mean, we also, we turned Stardom to the Clippers. Oh my God.
2: Russell, like, can you go? Here you, go. <laughs>
3: I mean, you remember, like, Azumi got injured. Um, started Kid got injured. Um, Natsboy, obviously, injured. Tam, obviously, injured. Like, we had ton- a ton of rash injuries this summer through up to now. So, um, you know, it's a dangerous style they Russell at the top. And hopefully. Hopefully, like this doesn't happen again where you have so many people just get out here, just getting put on the shelf for even short periods of time, but especially extended periods of time. So, hopefully, you know, we can now that Utami and Kamatani are back, we can, um, you know, kind of heal up some and get ready for a better 2024. Please have a better 2024. Please.
2: Yeah, Um, there's a Julia and a Zumi match uh, for New Japan Strong. Yep. They've been uh, building towards that for
3: months. They've been building towards that for months. And um, I started looking
2: at it, and I was like, that New Japan Strong title just started looking like the ROH world title in AEW to me. And it was just like, why the fuck do we have to care about this belt now? And then I was like, if there was no belt here, it would almost be more conducive without the championship on the line.
3: Yes, and because we know Azumi's not beating here for that. And if, yeah. like, to be fair, like, I've said this to you before, I I, I don't know if I said this on airport, but like, if I were going to drop somebody into America to get over from stardom, right, in the, in essential, like, bring him out to bring him to AEW, bring him to Ring of Honor, whatever, uh, uh, and get over in one night, the first person I pick would be start, would be Azumi. Um, so, yeah, like, it, I think she would do great over here, or and she's also had, you know, plenty of talks about her wanting to go over to Mexico and wrestle and wrestle in America as well. She's never had a chance to wrestle in America because she was too young when they had the 2019 show in New York. But um, yeah, man, it just it just doesn't seem in the cards because like these IWGP Women's Titles have been albatrosses for this company. <laughs> like, you're like, hey, yeah, we got you got two of your top of your five biggest stars, and we can't book them to win or lose or be in main events for your actual main belts that actually are the belts that matter. We can put them out here to have some match. We get somebody you know is going to get beaten, and they uh, still have good matches, but we don't get be beaten. Like I think yeah. the last real threat that we have for the IWGP either one of them is really when like Tommy faced um, Mayu in the summer. That's it.
2: There's a New Blood show that got announced for November 23rd, Thanksgiving. Suzu Suzuki will be taking on Megan Bain. <laughs> Alright. Cool. There's a six-woman tag of Ami, Mariah, and Shuri against Julia, Micah, and Maya Sakurai. And Nai Takahashi and Hannon will be taking on Nasco and Ruaka and then Saeida against the Scandinavian Hurricane. So, okay. Is New Blood still a YouTube exclusive?
3: Um, uh, it's been hit or miss when that it airs on YouTube or or they sell them a pay per view. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Well,
2: that's all.
3: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything else, Rich?
2: Um. Nah. Not really. All right. So. Um. So we will mention one more time. I'll be doing a a show with Tunnel Talk coming in December, and there will be no live. Uh, Twitch show next week We'll get a podcast version um, Of the show I just have to call it in to James (laughs) Uh, But yeah Besides that we'll be back on the stream In two weeks And um, we're still working out The location for FOH So um, that's going to be Very fun Uh, We've got some some stuff populating uh, The FOH channel In the Discord If you haven't joined the Discord Make sure you find it uh, At the social suplex page go ahead and in, introduce yourself, come in, be normal.
3: Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the all That's the end of the show. Be sure to raise our app you're using to this with. If you're watching the stream, uh, go to our podcast link, go to the show descriptions and uh, find the red circle link to donate there. And be sure to rest or be sure to listen to other shows on the network besides once your radio, you have keeping a strong style, uh, All things elite in Imps WWE Adventure. Um, hey, so let's you
2: Hating ass niggas will never prosper.
1: Say goodbye